Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football um, evening edition. Usually we come out Wednesday morning, but we're coming out Wednesday evening this week. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ryan Donnelly. Um, Ryan, how's it going? Good, Patrick. Um, I think we're really excited to start coaching Pride Month uh, here on Flipping the Field. Uh-huh. Um, it's time that I think more people talk, take pride in the coaching community. They're, they're our friends. We, we speak really highly of them. and. Yeah. Um, I think it's time we stop disrespecting them with, with the ridiculous the ridiculousness going on in this game. Um, it's time to embrace culture, coaches and treat them as, as like full citizens the way they should be. We do need to draw up a coaching pride flag here at some point. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I, I am we're, we're going to have to embark on that journey because they just they need to be represented. You know, a lot of coaches, it's really the hard. Thin shacket line. <laughs> it's really hard when you are a you know a thirteen year old linebackers coach and you've not seen any other linebackers coaches in your town and you turn on the TV and there are no linebackers coaches on TVs. It can be really hard on you. Um, right, you're we, saying things like C ball get ball and like yeah. an instinctual player and guys like what the fuck are you talking about with 13 yeah, why, yeah. why are you acting that way <laughs> you're need- like you're walking around <laughs> wearing like really grass stained uh white like nike air monarchs yeah uh and your hands are clasped behind your back and you're also wearing 11 inch inseam shorts yeah and they're like uh, why are you doing that man like we're again this this is not a a father's convention. We're not supposed to dress like Steve Harvey uh, before you get rich. What are you doing? I, I saw a kid at the, uh, I went to a minor league baseball game a couple of weeks ago before I left Columbus. And there was a kid who was dressed like he had like a polo and khaki shorts and the dad shoes. And like, they, there was like a whole, it was like a, like a, he was wearing a rope belt from Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. yeah it was like a, it was like a school or something there. And this kid, I was just I was cracking up at this six year old who's dressed exactly like every person I've ever worked with. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, it's 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 very important for eleven-year-olds who wear uh, loose-fitting long-sleeve Nike T-shirts, a visor, <laughs> a play sheet tucked into their pants, and then the longest, shiniest shorts you've ever seen. They need to see wide receiver coaches on television. They need to see it. It's important. So yeah, like if, if you've gotten a DUI before you're twelve years old, <laughs> and you also own, if you also own Dr. Scholl's inserts, you need to be able to find your community and see them online, like early on. People need to be vocal about this. We can't. Let them, you know, like you need to be able to say, no, it's not okay if players ever have any autonomy or make decisions. Like, yes, I deserve all of their money. Yeah. Uh, you, you need to be proud and loud about that kind of stuff. If you have ever been described within your middle school as the ace recruiter because nobody knows what else you do, um, you need to see that on, you know, on the big on the big screen. You have to see other people who it's not really clear what they do. They haven't ever actually coached anyone. They're just sort of known as the guy who can recruit. Um, and that's, uh, it's important to know that you are valid if you are just the guy who can recruit and nobody really defines what that means or knows what that means or, uh, really even thinks it at all. They just sort of say it blindly and then they move on to the next thing. Um, it's very valuable for, uh, for, for young receivers coaches to see that. Um, Ryan, I have also, while we're, while we're discussing this, I have created a new guy that I would like to run by you. I want to get your, your thoughts mm. on this. So, you know, okay. you know, people who, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm talking to the number one fan of doing this. Uh, of course, you know, but, you know, people who develop uh, like kind of strange parasocial relationships with people on podcasts that they listen to. Um, I'm not like that. No, you're not like that. Uh, <laughs> you actually, from what I've gathered, you do hate podcasts, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, there are like four that I like. I used yeah. to, I, you know, I really burnt myself out early on podcasts. Like I yeah. got into the podcast game pretty pretty early on and quickly became disenchanted by it, much yeah. like politics or professional football yeah. or 
you know, women. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big four, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, my, my invention is a guy who does that, but with random coach press conferences, just whatever he can get his hands on, right? Like just scanning YouTube for the most recent coaching press conferences, and he just, he just loves it. He can't get enough of, of coach press conferences, not even of his own team, just any team. Um, that's, uh, that's our new guy. And folks, if that's you, please write in and let us know because we would like to uh, call the authorities on you because that is... They, uh, uh, That's a they they have a a group called uh, Clipaholics Anonymous. Uh-huh. Uh, these guys are just they love clips. They want little they clips of coaches talking about different subjects. They just they only consume sports in a forty seven second Twitter videos. Yeah, uh, from like the third most important intern at a, a <laughs> regional rival site. Uh, <laughs> Dude, yeah, they're they're like they see the the SEC uh, media days seating chart and they're clapping like a seal and excited to pick where they would sit among the coaches. <laughs> People were actually doing that this week, by the way. Did you follow that stuff? No. What is that? People, because Elijah Drinkowitz had some uh, uh, quote about how he sat next to Mike Leach and, and Mike Leach and Mike Leach is uh, a very loud guy on a quiet talker. He's always worried of getting trouble. Everyone was hooting and hollering at that fantastic joke. And uh, then people were like, oh, let's see the full SEC cheating chart. Like, where would you sit? Where, oh. Which coach would you want to be next to? Oh, God. Doing, like, Shut the, up. doing like the lunch tables with the offensive coordinator at Auburn, right? Like, the <laughs> which table are you sitting at? Oh, oh man. my god! That's gonna pop up within the next couple of days. Two four seven is gonna do a tweet where it's it's all the, the like the twelve lunch tables. Like, who are you sitting with? And it's like uh, the yeah. offensive line coach at Arkansas. It's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I'd just go somewhere else. Uh, cause I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going off campus. Yeah, I mean, I go get Wendy's or something. I don't know. Seems like this isn't really my scene. Um, boy. Speaking I, of uh, speaking of lunch, you had any good meals this week? Oh man. Um. Yeah, I made a I made a, a like a lemon baked rainbow trout on Memorial Day. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, okay, I've been going nuts. You're baking on Memorial Day? Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't unbelievable. Have a, I don't you have are a, an anti-American. I don't have a grill. I don't have a balcony. I like the the balcony that we have. You can't have gas grills. I'd have to get an electric one. I don't want to do that. You can that's get a charcoal grill, grill, a charcoal pit grill. They have banned everything that's not electric grills. You can only get an electric grill. It is it is uh it's, it's a bad scene out here. Also, you I should got you here. should put a George Foreman on a big like stand. Like build yeah. your own like custom metal yeah. stand for a people, George Foreman and people, just treat it like it's a big yeah. regular grill. People around here have done that. I see them. I walk around. I see them. <laughs> big ass George Foreman grills. Um, yeah, I, I'll I'll have to get to it. But uh, no, I was not able to grill. But I did have a uh, have a tasty rainbow trout. Um, yeah, but that's uh, that's that's what's on my mind this week. I'm thinking about guys who have created parasocial relationships between them and the special teams coordinator of a MAC team, um, and we are going to start doing that, both of us, uh, to to prepare for the season. Um, but yeah. all, all... I think we should each pick one assistant who no one who faults ever heard of. Uh-huh. Just a school we don't talk about. Yeah, a position coach, like not even a coordinator anywhere. Uh, and just like stand them, just like follow every tweet they do, like retweet everything they post, just make them like our guy the entire season. How, How do you feel about that? Do you think they would get a restraining order against us? Like the, the, the tight ends coach at Vanderbilt? No, dude, these guys out? love this shit. They yeah. love to get retweeted by anyone. If you retweet a coach three times, they'll follow you. Oh man, that's awesome. I, I'm going to start doing that just for like, cause I remember last year, my guy, we talked about this on the show. My guy was Alex Miller at UMass. 
who is i mean mm-hmm. there, there's nobody is <laughs> nobody is talking about umass football. he is like, on the dole now yeah. i believe right <laughs> yeah i think i could very easily become friends with alex miller if i if i tried um so alex if you want to uh be friends with me i don't have a grill but i, I can bake a pretty good rainbow trout so i know that that's a, a good sell for massachusetts man like yourself yeah um right we... a lot of people don't know this but 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 pride month actually started as a trout pride month uh-huh. uh <laughs> yeah that's where the rainbow flag comes from. Yeah, the yeah the flags are meant to they're they're honoring our nation's greatest fish, the the humble rainbow trout. Um, this week, Correct. if you uh, if you all couldn't tell, we are talking coaches. We are talking about sort of our our home for wayward coaches. Our 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 uh, panel show here to discuss some of college football's most controversial names, Ryan. We're going to talk about the coaches who just will not fucking get a new job, no matter how many times the athletic tries to make them. Um, these are guys who you see every single year come up on the, the first lists of, oh, you know, big job is open. It's going to be, it could be this guy or this guy or this guy. And it's, they're always on the list and they are never the guy who is picked for the job. And, Largely, I think that this is just because they have active agents and not because they are good coaches or anything like that. A lot of the guys I'm looking at the list here, I would say, are actually very bad coaches. Um, But these are coaches who come up all the same uh, every single year and and seemingly never actually leave for a new job. Um, Both current head coaches and we have a couple former head coaches, including... Um, I guess show mascot uh, at this point, Tom Herman, uh, who we will get to at the very end. He's our, our grand finale um, where we mm. will declare. Well, yeah, that... we're going in order of talent, by the way, these coaches, starting who we're starting with and who we're ending with. Yeah, reverse order. Yeah, we're, 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 go- yeah. Yeah, we're working our way up, um, <laughs> which is why Bill O'Brien is the, <laughs> the second best coach on the list. We just can't get enough B.O.B. Um, but we're going to talk about these coaches and we're going to, I, I think, try to really, really quick. Quick, what would it sound like if that uh, that Bob song with uh, Tiny Tempa that came out in 2011 <laughs> was done by Bill O'Brien instead of the British rapper? Um, boy. You know what song I'm talking about? I know exactly. Uh, yeah, I know. Strange exactly Clouds. That. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Is that the one with the Morgan Freeman sample in the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds right uh, god that guy is oh, that man. guy was so cool what a what a powerful time for music that was like 2011 where you have him going nuts you have flow rider um damn yeah yeah well i mean it was big too like when you start getting dubstep remixes oh, of yeah. like popular rap songs do you remember the, uh, what, the do you remember the, the kanye Katy perry song <laughs> Oh, um, Dark Horse. Yeah, sure no, do, buddy. No, uh, <laughs> how about this? Uh, in a span of... <laughs> my God, this is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 2009 to 2012, B.O.B. had six songs that were the top 20 on the Billboard Good as singles. God. What were we doing? What was going on? How, ma- how many of them can you name? Oh, God. Off the top of my head, I don't know if I know the names, but if I heard them, I think I'd know all of them. I think I remember all right, I'll, all every I'll read them off for you and for our audience here. Yeah, and I'll tell you if I've Starts out 2000, 2009's Nothing On You featuring Bruno Mars. I Maybe do. Bruno Mars' first number one hit? I, I don't do know. remember that. I um, remember they played that a lot on... Um on 97.1 WNCI, that which played the hits in Columbus, if I remember correctly. Okay, okay. The second one is one I definitely remember very well. Uh, it is Airplanes oh, featuring yeah. Haley Williams oh, Paramore. yeah, yeah. That's a that's a certified uh, hood classic. It's the wish right now song. Yeah. Everyone's saying, if I had a wish right now, if I had a wish right now. Did he do? Um, I, was it was it Haley Williams who was always doing songs with Eminem, or am I thinking of somebody else? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Haley Williams is the person who is now like, you know, just everyone decided they loved Paramore. They were like twenty five years old because mm-hmm. that one song. 
uh, misery business, and now they're pretending to get yeah, back because, into them because of that one song, um, "Airplanes." Everyone's favorite song. Yeah, that's right. Guy who gets into uh, Paramore because of airplanes is also a really good character. <laughs> here's I'll give you a quick a quick hint on this one, Patrick. They should give you the clues you need to know this one. Yeah. Uh, his third song. Um, it was written in the key of B major, has a tempo of 82 beats per minute. Uh, does that help you out at all? Yeah, of course. Everybody knows that one. I don't even have to say the name. We all know that one. It's it's magic featuring oh Rivers God. Cuomo of Weezer fame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the song at all. I listened to that um, song so much. I remember that song. Man, I don't remember the song at all. Oh, man. Uh, there's three more, really quick. Yeah. The most famous one to me is Strange Clouds featuring Lil Wayne. I thought Tiny Temple was on that too, but I guess not. No, he was on a different um, one. I, he definitely did a, sob, a song with 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 B.O.B., but it was not that one. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, and then we also had the final two were So Good and Both of Us featuring Taylor Swift. Came I, don't, out in I don't know 2012. those. Yeah, I don't know those. That must have been after when I when I, once I was done listening to B.O.B. Um, yeah, well, you were a pretty big head, right? You still have the tattoo, I think? Yeah, I still have the B.O.B. head that I got when I was, uh, let, me, let me see, 11 years old. Um, <laughs> I went out and got the B.O.B. tattoo. <laughs> Tiny Tempa's first five singles all went in the top 12 in the U.K. Oh, uh, you got you got to love that. Do you remember this, this is crazy? Do you remember this this is if you know what I'm talking about you're going to immediately know what I'm talking about if you don't you I will sound like a crazy person. Do you remember the summer of Iaz? <laughs> I have no clue what that oh, is. Oh <laughs> man, you don't remember Iaz? He did Replay. That was his big song. It was it was the uh, Oh yeah. yeah 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 yeah. It was him well, and uh, Replay. Oh, he did uh, Pretty Girls too. Yeah, it was him and and Jay Sean and uh and uh, Jason Derulo were the big 3 that summer. It was, they were going right. nuts. Yeah. And I think all of us just kind of remember those songs as being from the same guy. Like it's no. very easy to just get those mixed up in your head as being the same person. No, I know these uh, off the top of my head. I can I can picture Jay Sean in my head. Uh, also, yeah. apparently, Sean Kingston and Jason yeah. Derulo were both writers on Replay by Iaz. Didn't Sean Kingston almost die in like a jet ski accident? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. What's the name? Yeah, in May 2011, Kingston was involved in a near fatal <laughs> jet ski accident in Miami, Florida. He was immediately rushed to the hospital. Kingston was sent by Miami, Miami police for quote unquote careless operation oh, and required to pay a punishing $180 fine. Um, <laughs> here's the last night on Wikipedia. By 2018, he'd begun to ride jet skis again. Oh, well, thank God he's back at it. And fo- <laughs> folks, speaking of a, a nearly disastrous jet ski incident, let's start off the list here. Um, let's talk about the the capital, the American capital of jet skis. Uh, let's go to Iowa and let's talk about Matt Campbell. Um, mm-hmm. I would say f- friend of the show, uh, you know, a, a fan favorite here on Flipping the Field, somebody who we both can't get enough of. Um, you know, just he's just such a uh, – he's the best coach in college football. We both agree on that, and everybody's saying it more and more, and it's not just uh, Matt Campbell's agent saying it over and over to whoever will listen. Um, but came up a lot this last cycle. You know, Notre Dame opens, USC opens. Um, he was mentioned briefly for both Florida and LSU, which was – uh, ridiculous, <laughs> entirely egregious. Even at the time, uh, Oklahoma opens a lot of the jobs in the area that people kind of projected him in. It seems like the ones that he was closest with were, I guess, USC and Notre Dame, right? 
but it was really just USC because it, it seems like Notre Dame was pretty much locked in on Marcus Freeman. Um, yeah, and, and just again, him begging for these jobs, just no yeah. chances. He was just like the fourth candidate, all of them. Yeah, like not a single job, uh, as far as I can tell, he would be a top two candidate for if it opened right now. Yeah. So the question here is, do you think that Matt Campbell is eventually going to to leave Iowa State, or do you think he's just going to to sit there until his star either? It declines to the point where people aren't interested anymore. He gets fired, or he just sort of settles into a an eight and four range, and people lose interest in him. Yeah, I think it's the latter. I mean, I think he thinks he's like Gary Patterson or uh, or uh, Bill uh, Bill Snyder at Kansas State. Yeah, uh, and it's just clearly not that right. Just not even close. I mean, he has one ranked finish now after all these years. Yeah, um, man, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm just totally interested in Matt Campbell. Like, just just no point. I think it's actually probably inaccurate, by the way. I think he probably has more than that. Well, uh, I'll take no, it. No, I'm sorry. He has one ranked finish. Jesus and, Christ. Uh, what were, are we on now? They were like a top five team coming into this season, right? The 2021 season. They yeah. Like, they were like seventh in the country. 11 seasons a head coach, one ranked finish. Oh, my God. Come on. Man. Not interested. Just not interested at all. He didn't win um, a uh, he didn't win a MAC title either. It was it was Jason Candle who won it with the uh, with Toledo, which is really correct. He has never yeah. won a conference championship. Man, that's uh, yeah, that's that's tough. I, I like, I think that, I think that the most likely outcome is probably that he sticks around and he just goes eight and four forever. I think that that the the hottest days of Matt Campbell as a candidate are probably behind us. Um, yeah, it was the pandemic year. The pandemic year was the best we ever saw from him. Yeah. And, right. you know, when he did six, seven and six seasons surrounding the nine and three year and he had the pandemic, uh, that was it for him. Right. Yeah. That's the only time it's ever going to happen. He doesn't have like he's not getting multiple NFL players in the same backfield ever again. And a lot of coaches he can't recruit Yeah, a lot of coaches who um, either got a job that was way too big for them based on that year or got fired for no real reason based on that year, or in the case of Matt Campbell and somebody like Tom Allen, uh, completely missed their opportunity, should have taken a, taken a bigger job after that season and didn't do it, and will never return to those heights again. Like, just uh, yeah. really, really Most guys real, don't really come back to that either, right? It's, like, really yeah. rare to be able to, like, recover from that. Yeah. Like, mate, I think Jeff Brom might do it, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, you really can't. There's There are, yeah, Brom is a great example, but there are very few coaches you look at at this list who were able to, like, are guys who are, like, recreated themselves or who, who reemerged as top candidates after having a shot and either not taking it or failing. The only other one who, I'm, who I really see that stands out to me is somebody like um you know lane kiffin who's obviously a unique situation yeah definitely um, jim, jim harbaugh did um, it kind of very quickly he did, he did an extremely short cycle of this where he was very nearly fired and then bounced back and went to the playoff but i don't know like i don't know that he was very nearly fired by people who are actually making that decision so much as he was by you know people who were uh, i think in some cases rightly upset about how he was doing there um but there are not a lot of coaches on this list who have sort of re-emerged as uh, a top candidate after struggling and, and after kind of falling off um i think kiffin is is kind of unique in that respect and i just uh, unlike uh kiffin i don't think campbell's gonna recreate himself in any way i think he's pretty much set with what he does i think he's pretty happy with what he does i think iowa state's pretty happy with what he does um but i don't think that he is going to like in the second stage of his career, come back with you know the 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 you know hottest offense in America and and start doing completely new things after uh, what he has done for for thus far. You know I, I think he's pretty pretty well set in his ways. Yeah, I guess maybe you could say that like 
uh, Kirk Ferentz kind of had a dip for a while, then got back to being ranked finishes. But like, yeah. I don't know. That's just it's Iowa. They kind of just do that, right? I don't think yeah. it's as interesting as I don't know. Either way, regardless, Matt Campbell. Uh, look, I'm right. I've been right for a long time. You guys, even when it looked bad for me during his top 10 finish season, you guys know that I'm right. You can feel deep in your souls that I've been right about Matt Campbell since the day he was born. Yeah, you. I called this guy out on the fucking uh, on his birthing table yeah. with a masculine football in his hand. I knew he was a loser. <laughs> yeah, you you saw his ass coming. Um, yeah, I, I so. If there if there was a job that was going to take him, who do you do you think there is one that would come to mind as like who who would be the schmuck that would hire him? Because I think that the the easy one and the one that people are going to be saying a lot next uh, next winter is probably Nebraska, right? Those are the the ones who would I think make that kind of move at this point. Yeah, and I feel like if you're Nebraska, you can't just. I mean, maybe that is the kind of guy you go for. You want a program builder, but yeah. what if Chris, I mean, Chris Kleiman just seems to be a better version of Matt Campbell so far, right? Yeah. Maybe not as like, uh, hasn't had the high end success of a top 10 finish, but like it's doing a better version of the same thing. Yeah. basically, um, yeah. He, uh, or also you can, you can beg Luke fickle, which probably won't work. I assume no, it won't work. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty confident. He's, um, he turned down, listen, he turned down Michigan state a couple years ago and that's a better job than Nebraska is. So I, I don't, I don't know why he would take Nebraska. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of who else can be a candidate, though. I, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, it's a tough list. No one really comes. No one really comes to mind for Nebraska. Yeah, which is why I mean, I, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I I can't really wrap my head around it. I don't think it should be Matt Camp. I'll say that much. I mean, I think yeah. I think the answer is you just do everything it takes in your power to get Dave Fawson. Yeah, but. Or, or you or, take or, one of the two Kansas coaches who can build a program yeah, up. Or, I don't think either one of them. Or perhaps I don't. You, I don't Perhaps you target a, a Tom Herman style coach, somebody, somebody. In the a Tom, Tom Herman style coach, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, we're, I'm gonna jump. But they're just not willing to. Uh, sorry to talk about no, Nebraska again, but they're just not willing to kind of like do that style of rebuild, right? Yeah. They're not really. Uh, they're not in for it. I think they just yeah. can't. They can't handle hiring a low level coach again. Like they'll just yeah. fucking lose their minds. Yeah, I don't think Nebraska wants to. It's it's just funny because it has only been doing this for about a decade now. I don't think Nebraska wants to take its lumps, right? I don't think that it wants to have any sort of long-term rebuild. I don't think it wants a coach who is planning on that sort of thing. I think that it wants to just be 10 and two immediately, like from the jump. Um, and the, that obviously isn't going to work. That's not any way to go about hiring coaches, but it does make me curious what they're going to do for this next cycle, because I'm pretty sure they're going to open. And I'm, I'm very curious <laughs> what it's going to look like when they try to do the USC or LSU home run swing. And then they realize that no one is interested in the job um, because they won't be able to do that. They can't go get a Lincoln Riley. They can't go get a Brian Kelly. I'm not even sure they can go get a Matt Campbell. Um, and, and so I don't know what that I don't know what that looks like for Nebraska. I'm very curious because they just keep hiring athletic directors who think like this. Um, and so I, I don't I don't think it's going to go well, certainly, but I, I don't even really know who the candidates are going to be because I don't think they're going to be smart about it. I think they're just going to just try and throw money at it and, and hope for the best, and I don't think that that's the solution for for that program right now. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so what's next on our list here, Patrick? We got James Franklin, huh? Yeah. Uh, hmm. He's just locked in, right? He's just going to stay there for quite a while. I, uh, I don't know if it'll be forever, but it seems like he's there for the next five, ten years. I would, I would think so. It seems like he is on this list that we have probably the most adept at getting contract extensions out of coaching cycle 
you know, rumors, right? He's done this for years. This has always been his thing. He his name comes up for pretty much every uh, top tier, you know, blue blood job. It came up for for USC for quite some time this this past cycle. Um, he I don't know who his his agent is, but he's certainly active. Whoever it is. Um, and I think that that's pretty much what the Franklin thing is at this point. And so I, I think that I believe I'm, it's Bill Landis, right? Yes, yeah, Bill Landis is, is is actually James Franklin's agent. But um, the uh, I I think that I think that we can probably safely assume at this point that this is just what he is going to do, um, and that he will depart. He, he the only the only way he's he's departing from Penn State is either because he is retiring from football or because he has been fired. I don't think that he's going to leave for a, a better job. I don't know that there are that many better jobs in college football. Like the, the USC. Yeah, certainly not many he can yeah, get. Yeah. Like USC is better. Ohio State's better. The, 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 the jobs are obviously at the top. I don't think I need to roll through what those are. But I don't know that like, you know, the one that opened this past cycle that he was mentioned for at least a little bit alongside USC was like Florida. I don't think he'd leave for Florida. I don't think you should. If you're if you're James Franklin, that seems kind of foolish. Or like a Florida state, right? I don't I don't think that you need to do that if you're James Franklin. I think you're pretty much already at that level of program and I, I think he's just gonna keep ringing extensions out of it and until he either retires or, or gets fired. Did you know he's been a Penn coach at Head State for eight years and only has four ranked finishes? This will be his ninth season. Very strange. Very strange tenure he's had because those those that is not good. That is no. not good enough. Because like a lot of those ranked finishes have been really, really good, right? Like the, the 2016, 2017 turnaround seasons were really good. They were very, very good those seasons. They were I mean in twenty seventeen they were like four points away from being undefeated and, and in the playoff, and it was just, you know, one of those things. Um, but then you do also have like these last two seasons. I mean, really the entire Sean Clifford era has not been especially impressive. Um, honestly, I think that's probably his biggest issue right now is that he needs to get rid of Sean Clifford. He needs to move on because it's, it's very obviously not going to yield anything better than, than, you know, nine and three at the absolute best. I don't think. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's especially looks worse the more that like he lost, I mean, just like what almost was at him for quarterback between losing Justin Fields as a commit and then losing Will Levis, the transfer to Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, and just ending up with Sean Clifford. Um, that's tough, man. That yeah. does not feel good, I assume. No, that's if you not are a, a Penn State fan. That's that's not an ideal uh way for that to bear out of those three. <laughs> that is not what you want. Uh they do have oh, what's his name from uh Metter they got last year. Drew uh the five star quarterback commit. Yeah, um, Drew Aller. You know I, what I'm talking I, about. I do like Drew Aller. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a supporter of Drew Aller, but I, I don't uh I don't think that Ben State is quite yet to the point to the extent that they should be, which is that they should start him this year. Um because yeah and also like even if they do like do they really have any of the kind of uh infrastructure to help him succeed Um, i don't know like if you if you throw drew out uh, drew aller out there right now he's just gonna end up with like uh david carr syndrome right like they just don't have an offensive line ever uh maybe i i mean i i don't know i don't know that it's quite that severe um they do still they do still go to a bowl game every year and and are only a couple years removed from winning like 10 games i don't know that the the I don't know that the situation is quite that dire. It's certainly not good. It's it's not as good as it should be. They should recruit better on the offensive line. They should certainly develop better on the offensive line. But I, I don't know that he'll be just sent to slaughter. I think you could probably... He's, he's a big boy. I think he'd probably be okay. 
We'll see. We'll see. Um, either way, I think we both agree James Franklin is not going anywhere anytime soon. He is locked into that job. Yeah. Next up, Jim Harbaugh uh, mentioned him earlier. I am of the opinion that he's probably going to retire at Michigan. I don't think he's going anywhere else. I think that this offseason was the last big uh sort of uh, thought for him of, of jumping back to the NFL. I think that it didn't work out. This cycle is probably going to put him off of it. And I think he's just yeah. going to stay at Michigan. It was his last attempt to escape. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I, I think that that's a, uh, I think it's a marriage that makes sense for both sides. I think that it will continue to work about how it has through these first, uh, God, seven years, six years, seven years. Uh, what is this year? Seven. Um, it's uh, I, I don't see either side wanting to move on anytime soon. I think that he has probably accepted his fate <laughs> that the NFL is probably not going to come calling again. Um, and he just I guess the question though is when would he retire? Like how much longer would he stay around for? Is what I'm curious. Oh, about. How old is Jim Harbaugh? That's a uh, a, a question that that uh, frankly I I don't want to know. It's kind of a subjective right. question. Okay, here um, I, I've got it. Do you want to guess? Uh, I think Jim Harbaugh is. 58 oh man right on the nose yeah he's 58 really yeah yeah that's because i know ball man you've done um, that you've done that a couple times on the show now <laughs> you've gotten a guy's age like, exactly yeah i of, actually well, i haven't told us in the podcast I, my old summer job in high school was i was in one of those uh guess your age uh carnival games yeah um i they, they had me running down across the country so. oh man um when did his dad retire now I'm curious because that might tell us because that that is seemingly a, a common thing among coaches is retiring at the same age that your dad did. Um, I he, guess the question here is like, okay, let's gain this out a little bit, right? Like, yeah. I think Michigan's in a, in a better place than they've been as a program for quite a while. Um, but like we've talked about in previous episodes here, it, like I don't think Ryan Day is going to lose to Michigan again, right? At least in the short term. Uh, I don't think that's realistic. So, so the question becomes like, does Harbaugh want to retire relatively soon with the memory of actually beating Ohio state in fantastic fashion, making the playoff fresh in mind, or like, what if it gets worse again, right? What if it dips down again to where you can't develop a quarterback? What if JJ McCarthy is like basically the poor man's Josh Allen, 52% completion uh, guy that we think he is. I think he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if they, I, I should say we, cause you should have that opinion too, but like, what if he doesn't have the juice to kind of get back to even a 10 win season or a top 10 finish? Like, how long does he let that play out before he decides to call it a career? Yeah, I I don't know. His dad retired at 70, for what it's worth. So if we're, if we're going off of that, he's got 12 more years. But, um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I think that if he was – I don't think coaches think like that. I think if he was thinking like that, he would have retired this year. Um, I, I, I'm, I would guess just based on hearing him talk and knowing about, you know, his general state of being and personality, I would guess that he doesn't think that he's going to – go back to losing to Ohio state and, and whether that's realistic or not, I don't, I don't know, but I, I don't think that there would ever be the thought in his mind after, you know, let's say that Michigan loses the next three against Ohio state. I don't think going into that fourth one, he would be thinking, Oh, well, we're going to lose this one too. I, I don't, I don't think that confidence ever really fades from a, uh, from a coach and the ability that, Oh, well, this is going to be the year where we finally do it. Right. I, I think that they always have that thought. No, ahead of time, yeah, sure. But like, what? I mean, I don't know if it's like three years in a row where you lose again, and you're like staring, you're staring at the barrel, like not really having another quarterback after McCarthy. Uh, then what do you do? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I I would agree that that retirement, like I said, I think that retirement is is overwhelmingly likely as the next step of Jim Harbaugh's career. I don't think he wants to go somewhere else at this point, unless it was an NFL job. And I don't think the NFL is going to come calling. Um, so I guess I guess here's my question for you. Do you think he is still coaching Michigan football by 2030? 
2030 is a really long time. Man. Um, no, I, I, I don't know that there was any coach in college football who I would confidently say is still coaching their current team in 2030 um, right now. Hmm. That's so... uh, I would say Kirby Smart. I would take Ryan Day. <sighs> Maybe. Man, that's so long, though. Think about what happened eight years ago. Like, 2014 was eight years ago. Think about the coaches who were hired in 2014 who are not around anymore, right? Like, that yeah. is... That's so long ago. That's that's so many coaching cycles ago. I think the who was the head coach at Miami in 2014? Was it Al? Was Golden? it Mark Richt? No, I think it was Al Golden. Oh man, fair enough. Let's yeah, see. Miami's a loser program. Like, sure, I'm not but about like, that's, I mean, like, yeah, it was it was Al. I, Golden, know, I guess right? the, I guess like, the analogy is like Jimbo Fisher was still at Florida State, and I guess I would have predicted he would have stayed forever. Yeah, well, and yeah, he had just won a national title the year prior. Um, you know, te- yeah. Texas's head coach in, in in 2014 would have been Charlie Strong, and people were very excited about him when he was hired there. Right? Well, that that's not my problem. Not my no, problem. Dumb. But like that's uh. that's the kind of thing when Charlie Strong was hired that I think a lot of people would have thought that he would be there for a long time, or you know, any number of things. USC, I, I don't know who's who USC's head coach would have been at the time. It might have been Sark, which I I would imagine we would have been at least somewhat interested in his tenure. Um, but you, uh, yeah, it would have been Sark um, coming off a nine and four season. So I, I think that a lot of people probably would have been fairly confident in that. So eight, eight years is just so long. It's it's such a long time to be trying to predict that kind of thing. So I don't think that he would, I don't think he'll still be around at Michigan in 2030. But also, like I said, I don't know that there's a single coach in college football who I am overwhelmingly confident they will still be in their job in 2030 like kirby is is probably the best answer of the bunch and even that i'm not i'm not a hundred percent sure on like maybe lincoln riley at usc i guess um yeah i feel like he's the guy to hanker for the nfl though right he, he's kind of just he waiting for the right job be. i think ryan day could be the same um so i, I don't know that yeah. i'd be overwhelmingly confident in that yeah I, I don't know that there is a coach who jumps to mind other than like maybe a G5 coach who has, you know, made it a, uh, uh, just, just decided that he wants to stay put. Like maybe one of the option guys. Um, although they're getting up there too. The, the academies are going to have to turn over here at some point. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't think that he'll be there in 20. Well, you got to bet on Hugh freeze, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. He loves it at Liberty and Lane Kiffin, of course, at, at Ole Miss, they just two guys who can't, who can't get enough of their current schools and really don't want to go somewhere else. Um, yeah, so that's uh, I, I think Harbaugh probably retires. I don't know. I don't think that there's even a school where I, I think that he would. He would. I don't think he's leaving for another college football job. I think it would have to be the pros, and that seems unlikely to me. Um, yeah. Next up here, favorite, actual favorite of the show, guy who we legitimately really like, Dave Aranda, who came up quite a bit this off season for both USC and LSU, uh, for wildly different reasons. Um, he is, I would say, one of the hotter names in college football at this point, given what he did at what he's done at Baylor, um, and his his background prior to that. Uh, Baylor, not a not a blue blood by any means, not one of the best jobs in college football. Certainly interestingly positioned entering the new big 12, but um, Dave Aranda, what do you think? Um, I don't know, man. Like I think he might stay at Baylor until he goes to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, That is kind of the read I get on him just because if he already turned down, like he didn't even accept an interview at either of those two jobs. He he wasn't even interested in talking to them. Yeah. Right. So like say what you want about, I mean, who who are the jobs that come to poach him? I guess you could say it's Texas, Texas A&M, Maybe it's eventually Alabama, whenever Nick Saban retires. Uh, you know, maybe Oklahoma, if Venables fails. And that's like the list, right? Yeah. That's the whole. And you have to assume Oklahoma called him this cycle too, I, I guess. I would hope. So yeah. that's like 
the whole list of programs who come after him who still have a chance to get him. Yeah, I, I know. And um, what about those programs would appeal to you that LSU doesn't have? Yeah, Michigan has been mentioned too, but it's the same question. I, I yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, and and he certainly, from what I've gathered, there's some bad blood with him and LSU, which which could cloud that a little bit. But I think we could say pretty much the same thing about USC, and he wasn't interested in that job either. Or, or Oklahoma, right, it's right? it's hard to imagine better scenarios than what he's been offered and are yeah. available to him. And he's just just like been like, eh, I'm good. Like I don't really, I don't really have any desire to leave. He's talked about his loyalty to the program because Baylor offered him his first job. Yeah, uh, it seems like everything he says uh, points in the right direction towards his like desired future. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, and obviously Baylor has, it's not a money problem or a resources problem because Baylor has the money to throw around in this new era. They're not scared about that. They have rich rich boners, uh, boners. Mm-hmm. they have rich donors <laughs> uh, or boosters. Uh, they are happy to uh, throw money around any kind of NIO war or whatever or resource war. So I'm not really worried about uh, about him leaving, I guess. I think it's just a question of if he wants to go to the NFL yeah. eventually. And it seems like if you're that much of a scheme guy, it's probably yes, right? Yeah, I, I would think. But he's he's a really strange dude from what I've gathered. He's it's seemingly quite a bit different than most coaches in college football, not necessarily for better or worse. He's just kind of a weird dude. Um, and so I do wonder if the idea of just sticking with the program that, that gave him his first shot, like you said, and, and building something up there in a, a conference that is wide open for the taking wide wide open to to become a a consistent power program um i am i i do wonder if he just does that for for quite some time i don't think that he's going to retire at baylor that seems <laughs> excessive at this no point. definitely not but yeah i don't think that he i don't think another college job is going to sway him essentially I, I i would agree that if he's going somewhere it'll be the nfl and i don't think it'll be within the next couple of years i would guess that he's going to stick it out at Baylor, see what he can build, see if he can't get that to a, a, a playoff caliber program and, and perhaps even beyond that competing seriously for titles um, and uh, and then go from there. But I, I don't think that the, the next couple of years there would be a job in college football that would open to, that could interest Aranda. I just, I, I, other than like Alabama, I, I don't know. I don't know what those schools would have to offer that uh, that LSU, like you said, didn't, or USC didn't, or Oklahoma, or, or Notre Dame, or any number of the schools that opened this offseason didn't have to offer. I just, I, if he liked Baylor enough to choose it over those schools, I don't know why he wouldn't do the same, you know, with the the other potential openings. Yeah, I mean, again, maybe it's Alabama, but then I don't think he wants to be the guy that falls Nick Saban, right? No, no one does. No, I, uh, I certainly wouldn't want to be. That's, uh, <laughs> I think that might honestly. And we'll talk about this uh, at some point because it's interesting. I think that might be a, a far less uh, <laughs> attractive job than people give it credit for, for for a lot of smart coaches. I think some dumb dumb's going to take it and it won't work. But um, well, I, for the first guy after Saban, it'll be a bad job. Yes, you and, uh, have uh, yeah, the Saban expectations. But after that, it's back to being like a top three job in college yeah, football. Yeah, but right? yeah, but being the guy who replaces Saban, I mean, you're just signing up to get fired in four years. I like pretty much. Uh, it would be breaking just about every single historical trend in college football for the guy who succeeds say Saban to not get fired after four or five years, right? You just like yeah, oh, gonna get a, get a get a get a get uh, a quick paycheck and then get the hell out of here. Um, and I don't think that Aranda would do that. Next up here, staying in the new Big Twelve, Mike Gundy. Um, 
sort of like James Franklin, where for years and years his name would come up with every every opening. Um, flirted heavily with Tennessee a couple years ago. Has flirted quite a bit with the SEC in general. Um, but he's an Oklahoma State guy. Has has seemingly settled down a little bit at Oklahoma State. Wasn't mentioned these last couple years. Um, I'm of the opinion that like Harbaugh, uh, I, I think he's done. I think that that Mike Gundy has has had his fun. I think that he has he has seen his opportunities at leaving come and go, and I think that he has sort of accepted that and settled into a uh, kind of a lifetime appointment at, at Oklahoma State until he decides to, to call it a career. I don't think he's going anywhere else. Yeah, I don't think anyone even considers him anymore. I think he's just kaput. Yeah, he's out. He, he's sort of hit the Patterson stage, right, where like a lot of the early 2010s, Gary Patterson would be mentioned for jobs and he would have to swat them away. And then by the, the mid to late 2010s, people just didn't even bother anymore because they're like, this guy's just not interested. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, quick one. Uh, next up. <laughs> I, I yeah I don't I don't think I I don't think there's anything more to say about it. Um, next up, Jeff Brom. We mentioned him earlier. Um, has sort of come back into vogue in recent years. It was very very hot name in like 2018, um, and then fell off a cliff, and now he is back as a uh, as a hot name. Um, the the job that everyone mentions every time his name comes up is Louisville for obvious reasons. But um, what do you think? Where, do you think Jeff Brom is going to leave Purdue anytime soon? Where do you think he's going to go? Where where do you stand on Brom? Yeah, I mean, I guess the question is just the kind of uh, expectations of what you think will happen the next couple of seasons with Aiden O'Connell uh, and whatever who's who's ever after him too, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, it's Aiden O'Connell's last year, right? He's a redshirt senior. It has or... to be. I mean, please God, it has to be his last year. Um, he's been no, there I don't for know. so long. He's probably like a fucking redshirt freshman. We didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Brahm has had these, this run of incredible receivers, and now it seems like that is gone, unless he has someone up his sleeve this year that we don't know yeah, about. Wasn't the, uh, um, didn't Milton Wright just get kicked off the team too a couple weeks ago? I think that's correct, yeah. That so right. maybe he has a guy that we don't know about. I, I doubt it, but like, I think his star has probably faded. I, his only hope is that like, Louisville looks around and doesn't see a better option than him. Like they don't yeah. want to hide. They, maybe they don't like Sean Clark for some reason, or they don't like, they don't want to do Jamie Chadwell's offense or um, they can't get someone they think better of than Jeff Brom. And they're yeah. willing to kind of overlook some of Brom's bellishes and give him a fresh start. Um, Louisville is his out, right? Like that's yeah. just his chance to leave. If yeah. he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't get Louisville, whenever Satterfield gets fired, it's, it's done. I would guess that he will get Louisville. I, I think that Louisville is going to try and uh, and and repair some of the damage that it did by not hiring him last time, right? Because people were really not pleased about that. Um, I'm curious where it's going to get the money for that because he's currently making quite a bit more at Purdue than he would be at Louisville. But I I would guess that that they will they will find a way to make that work um, because it feels like the kind of that that sort of panic hire that athletic departments love to make where they're like, Oh, we got to bring home the, uh, you know, the prodigal son. Cause we're out of solutions. We have no other options. It will at least make people happy for a little bit before they start playing games again. Right. Um, and, and you so, have to wonder too, if like that kind of almost juices booster engagement in this kind of era. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I think like, I, I, I think he would probably be fine at Louisville. I'm kind of becoming concerned that that is a doomed, job i don't know if anybody's actually going to win there anymore in the uh in the current state of it with the acc and with the lack of money um another coach who i think would make some sense there if he actually starts winning at marshall is charles huff um who 
certainly has the connections that you would want in in recruiting for Louisville, which kind of has established itself as needing to go into Florida to recruit. He 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 could do that, um, and I, I think that he would be a good fit if he can win football games, which is still not entirely clear. But I, I think that Brahms probably headed to uh, headed to Louisville. I think is 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 overwhelmingly likely still at this point, even as his star fades a little bit. If I'm being honest, um, if we could go back and, and sort of just rework this past coaching cycle and make it make more sense uh, purely on, like, fit, um, I, I, I'd probably put Brom... I'd probably take Brom and put him at, uh, at Florida instead of Napier. And then i put Napier at LSU... Uh, Kelly at Oklahoma, and then I don't fucking care who goes to Notre Dame. I guess Freeman is still fine at Notre Dame, and then Purdue. I don't. I don't know that uh, that Brom is a Florida level coach, though. No, he's not. But he is that exact style of coach that they like, which is somebody who scores a lot of points and is kind of an idiot about it. Um, they love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> they can't get enough of that guy. Um, and so I think that he would. Uh, he would at least be. It would be uh, red meat for the base for a couple of years until he actually has to start winning some football games. But they love that guy when he's when the offense is rolling. I think that that's sort of a requirement at Florida, and so culturally, I think that that would make more sense than what they did, which was they hired the Louisiana guy to coach in Florida. Um, kind of yeah. strange, a little weird. To you did that. hit on so, you did hit on something there about just kind of the difficulties of the Louisville job. By the way, I want I want to go back to yeah, uh, it's not getting sucks, any man. easier either, right? Like <laughs> no. Stoops just seems to keep getting better at Kentucky. Yeah, kind of seems like especially if he gets a quarterback drafted now. That's going to solidify another piece for him. Yeah. Uh, and Cincinnati going to the Big 12 makes recruiting all of their territory a lot harder. Uh, man. man, it's not, yeah. <laughs> it is not easy to be Louisville right now. Like those guys in the Mid South might be going to Arkansas a lot more often right now than they would go to Louisville. Yeah. And, and you're just competing for like the fourth string guy in Florida as all, like, all the time. And, and yeah. same with Georgia, right? It's, I do not know what the strategy is for Louisville right now, except for, Again, my usual default answer I go back to is just, I think more, I don't know why more programs don't try this, just really commit to certain metro areas and just park a good coach in a metro area. Yeah. He's good at recruiting uh, and try to live there and try to get five or six of those. You're just really well known in. Um, it doesn't work for everybody, but I think I think it's their best shot. Yeah, I mean, what the, the, the coach we've suggested, I think for that job before would be like Vince Morrow, right? Um, you're just going to try and do the Kentucky thing, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I really don't. I really don't know unless you get somebody like a uh, a Huff and it turns out he can just recruit his ass off and he can really uh, get get competitive with the SEC schools that he'd have to recruit against, get competitive with Michigan State, with Cincinnati, with Kentucky um, in recruiting, which is yeah. I, I think it's I think you're just gonna have to have a junkyard dog like that, right? I, I don't yeah I don't, or somebody uh, who because like man Stoop, Stoops Morrow as like the trailer park version of Woody and Bo really gets me hyped up. Yeah, dude. Oh man, that would kick ass. Oh. That would be so good. The I, first responders bowl version of Woody and Bo. Yeah, yeah, I'd be excited about that. Dude, I want I want Vince to have a head coaching job so bad. I'm so curious about what that would look like. He's great. There's a handful of guys like that that I'd yeah. like to see get jobs. I, I want to see Tosh Lupoi get like a G5 job yeah. and just see what happens. I just want to see. I'm just interested. I'm curious. I, I don't I don't know what it would yield. I'm just interested. Like I, I think it would be fun. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't know what you do outside of that because the Carolinas are full. You can't recruit there anymore. Um, Tennessee doesn't produce talent on that level. And also the talent it produces is probably going to go to either Tennessee or just further South. Um, Kentucky doesn't produce talent like that. The, the, the second and third level of Ohio is going to Cincinnati and Michigan state. 
Um, and it's getting worse every year. Yeah, it's yeah. getting worse every year. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know what you do at that point. Um, hiring an ace Texas. I, mean, I, I have my opinions, but I don't, I don't think it is like you just live in the Ohio metros, Indianapolis and Detroit and Charlotte and Memphis and Nashville, Atlanta, every state, every city in Florida, uh, and just take your shot. Right. And just take your luck with that. Maybe get some guys in New like not a lot of programs going to New Orleans, by the way, that is another yeah. theory I have. Yeah. Uh, there should be more guys recruiting the second and third tier of Louisiana that are not doing that. Yeah. Um, but whatever, different point for different day. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I would guess that Brom is going to Louisville to, to, to put a, a bow on the Brom discussion. I think Louisville is probably going to be coming here in the next couple of years. That would be my, my assumption. And, and if Scott, if Satterfield turns it around somehow, then he's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's, I, I think that that's the job that would take him at this point, unless he can rattle off another nine and three season, which seems unlikely. I don't, I don't know how he would do that. Um, <clears throat> next up heading to the ACC, uh, another favorite of the show here, uh, Dave Clawson at Wake Forest, who has has seen his name come up more and more these last couple of years. I believe he was mentioned for Virginia Tech. I don't know how seriously he was mentioned for that job, but I know I saw his name bounced around. There were a couple of jobs that he uh, he was named off for, and it, it seemingly he just turned them down straight up because he signed a contract extension at Wake Forest. Um, I think Clawson is one of those guys from what I've from what I've read about him, from what I've seen from him, I think he's pretty comfortable where he is. I think that he likes the freedom to get a little bit weird with it that Wake Forest provides, right? It it's sort of it's not a school, it's not a traditional power, obviously, and it allows him to do that weird shit that he wants to do on offense. And I I think that he really likes that. I I think he likes not having to recruit at a super high level and still being able to win games. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's sort of like Aranda in that sense. And so I would be, I'd be pretty surprised if he, uh, if he leaves anytime soon. He's, he's getting up there too. I think he's probably just going to call it a career at, uh, at Wake Forest. Um, man, call it a career. I, I don't know if I'm on the same page with that. I, I think there might still be room for him. Like we talked about with Nebraska, um, or I don't know, man, I feel like someone's going to get desperate and come for this guy. Like, Maybe Auburn finally wants stability. Maybe that's probably not true. Never mind. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe like Clemson after Dabo retires, uh, looks around and considers taking a regional coach like Clawson, who can just kind of build the program up to where they want it to be. Yeah. I think there are pitches where Clawson gets a high level job. I definitely don't or, or higher level job like one of the B or C tier jobs. Um, I, I don't think that it's necessarily this year. I don't think any of those jobs are coming open. But if you're like Florida State and you've gone through, you've gone through. Don't you think about Dave Clawson at some level? Like, don't you consider just flipping yeah, to him? Probably. I don't know if they would actually do it, but I, I, I mean, they haven't tried that yet, right? The, the, Someone the, has to settle, man. Like, so, like one yeah. of these programs has to figure out. Like, we need to actually get some stability so we can get the next guy afterwards. Like, yeah, a coach who's in his mid fifties and is only going to be around for like five or seven years and will get you back to winning ten games, and then you can hire the next guy after that. That is a good thing for a lot of these programs to have, like for a Florida state or for a Nebraska, um, maybe even Oklahoma, if Venables fails, like that's probably, that's probably not fair to Oklahoma. I'm probably wrong there, yeah. but maybe me, I don't know. Other programs I'm probably not thinking of. That's not a bad option. Like, there are a lot worse things you can do than that. I've got here. I've got two hypotheticals for you. Then looking at his background a little bit, one to, to stay with the current region he's in North Carolina opens. Do you think he takes that job? 
Uh, well, no, I wouldn't do that if I were him. I, yeah, uh, I wouldn't either. I don't think it's a better job. I think it's about the same. Um, two, yeah. he's from New York. He coached at Albany, Buffalo, Lehigh, Villanova, Fordham, Richmond before going to Tennessee Bowl and Green and Wake Forest. Penn State or Pitt? Do you think he would take either of those jobs? Do you think those jobs would take him? Pitt, no shot. Penn State, I think they probably don't set their sights that low. Um, I think they want a home run higher because like Penn State's been successful. Like maybe a Franklin just really shits the bed the next couple of years and goes yeah. like seven and six twice and gets fired. Uh, Man, that the, like I know that Penn State's going to aim higher than that, but that would be a really good hire. That would be a really really good hire if you're Penn State. It would make sense to me, yeah. But I don't. They probably hired Stoops. He's a Youngstown guy. If they Stoops or um, maybe if Matt, they want a regional guy, maybe Matt Rule. Maybe who? Maybe Matt Rule. He's the, yeah, or, he's the name or Luke Fickle. Him, uh, yeah, or, I, I don't know about that, but uh, you know, somebody, somebody like that who who has a bigger a bigger name. I don't know if I'm being honest. If if save for like Fickle, I don't know if those guys are outright better coaches than Clawson. I think Clawson's a really good coach. I'm not sure how he is as a recruiter at this point. I've, I'm not seen a whole lot on that front, but I think he's a really really good football coach. And I, I think that Penn State could certainly do worse. But I, I would agree that he would not be the first the first pick there. Yeah, it's hard for me to figure out what the timeline would be of like programs he would fit at one and two like would open up at a timeline where it makes sense for him to go to it yeah and would also want him in that timeline too right, here's, a, here's um, all right i got another one for you because we're going to be coming up on this coach in a second this this school's coach in a second what about old miss does he go to old miss no, no no shot he's not the i don't think he's that kind of recruiter is there an sec job he would take or do you think he stays out of the sec oh i don't think they want him i'm saying that's not okay. how old miss hires yeah. yeah yeah that that makes sense i i think the the acc um Probably the Big Ten West or the new Big Twelve probably made most sense for him uh, schematically in the way that he is as a coach. I think yeah. the uh, at, at this point I don't see him leaving Wake Forest, but I, I could I agree that if one of those sort of second or third tier jobs open up and they miss on some of their top candidates, he could get the uh, he could get the call there. Could, and he could he could end up. Leaving. Could he get like Mizzou if Drinkwitz eventually fails there? That is SEC. I don't know if Mizzou follows the same SEC hiring rules that everybody else does. Well, I know but... I know they're SEC, but I mean, like, they seem to kind of go a little less ambitious than a lot of the other programs, right? Like, that's a yeah. school where he could actually, like, get them back to winning games, which is, like, they were happy when they had Pinkle winning games, right? When that yeah. happened, when that was going on. Yeah. Uh, I don't... They're not a national type. They're, they're not a school that has, unlike yeah. everyone else in the SEC, they don't think they can win national championships. They just want to win 10 games. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. That's that's another one of those programs that I'm really curious about what the path forward is for them with Arkansas being good um, and with Oklahoma and Texas joining the conference. Uh, what about Pac-12? Is there anything out there? Because it certainly nah. stylistically fits, but he hasn't been out there before. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say no. Like a UCLA. Too late in his career to switch regions like that doesn't really happen. Yeah, probably. Except if you're uh, Jim Mora for some reason. Yeah, um, or Mike Leach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so the the ruling on Dave Clawson is uh, we don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah, I think I'd say I'd say I'd lean towards no unless the perfect storm happens. All right. Next up, Hugh Freeze. Uh, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He is certainly a popular name on these lists. Um, I I don't think that it's a question of uh, of if and then or of if here. I think it's just when when somebody actually offers him a job. I don't think that he has been offered one yet. Uh, I think Hugh Freeze would take essentially any Power Five job given to him. I I don't I don't know if that's a huge like a controversial take. Yeah, I mean he does need to be careful here. Like he needs to keep winning. He can't really dip below like eight wins a year. Yeah, uh, which I don't think he will. And. He also is 52, so it kind of has to happen sooner or later, no? Yeah. Like, uh, 
Yeah. Can't afford to hang around forever. Do you think that the SEC welcomes him back? Do you think they'd let him <laughs> come back in if somebody wanted to give him a job? Well, I think the order was that, or the, the rumor was that it was like a secret probation or whatever under yeah. under Sankey. And now that, uh, or Sankey, who's the one that, who's the one that was the previous commissioner? It's Sankey, right? Um, yeah. Or Sankey the current. Uh, was it, I, I don't Mike I, Sly was the previous. Greg Sankey's the current. Was Sly there I think, when I, Freeze was? Or was that? I think that was still Sankey at that point. I think that it's been a Sankey thing for with, with Sankey's been the. Uh, let's let's look it up. Because Sly, uh, I think, has been gone for a while now. No, I guess you're right. I guess I guess Freeze's last year at Ole Miss was, was Sankey's first year. Never okay. mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's tough. If Greg Sankey ever leaves, maybe he can get back in. But I don't know if I think the word is that they won't let him come back. Yeah, is the rumor. I, they certainly I don't um, think would be would be pleased about that. I I I mean, the the easy school to to single out for possibly doing that would be Auburn, right? But I I think Auburn at that point, if you're if you're trying to do that, you would just hire Lane. You and, and he's not banned from the conference. <laughs> you might as well just hire yeah, him. right. Um, and, I think the schools you look at if you're if you're assuming the SEC isn't an option, right? I think you have to look at a handful of like ACC programs, like maybe, maybe, and if Dave Doran can't ever win the ACC and they just get tired of it and he go or he goes somewhere else or something, yeah. maybe they just say finally say fuck it and try to cheat to win. I mean, but what's even cheating nowadays? Yeah. Who cares? I mean, hell, what about, um, what about Louisville? But <laughs> what about Louisville? <laughs> Louisville, I think would be an option. Um, I don't know SMU. I could see SMU doing it. Yeah. Man, um, weird collection of schools. Yeah, it, it really is. He he's such a strange one because there are so many places that I just don't think would take him. Right, even if he would be a, a good fit as a coach, um, I think there are a lot of schools. Maybe I'm giving too much credit to to schools. I don't even know if it's a moral thing as much as it is. They just don't want to get yelled at. Um, but I, I think there are a lot of schools that just aren't really in a position where they can afford that kind of hit. Right, like I don't think anybody in the Big Ten would do it. I don't think anybody in the Pac-12 would do it. So you'd be looking at, and, and the SEC, as we as said, I think might not be allowed to do it. So we're looking at a kind of a small part of the ACC and then the new Big 12, which I don't know if those programs really are trying to build in that way, right? I, I don't know if there's a program in that league that would want to want to do that. Maybe UCF. I, I, UCF might make sense. That that might be the one that that would that would ultimately do it. I think UCF is a is a an ideal fit for him, both in in location and in the people who are making decisions there i could i could see that one yeah i think that could make a lot of sense yeah he needs to get just like a higher level g5 job or like you said a true p i, I guess that would be p5 at this point yeah. uh i i hear you i agree with what you're saying yeah um yeah strange um, strange position curious what should happen. i don't know i don't yeah. know yeah, because I, I think if he goes to UCF and, and wins there in the Big 12, that could eventually launch him into like a Florida State or something like that, which is probably where his ambitions lie. But again, he's he's getting up there. He's 52. Um, and so he, in, you know, he's got to do it pretty soon <laughs> and, and can't start losing games, like you said. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I Would think, he take like a Texas Tech eventually if that opened up? Could he go out as far I, as Texas? I think he will take literally any P5 job that he has offered. I do not think yeah, he would turn down a P5 Fair job. enough. Well, I guess let me ask this. Would he be successful at Texas Tech or the no. Texas high school coaches like run him out of town in I, four minutes? I mean, they would love him as a person, but I don't think that he would be successful at Texas Tech. I'm not sure who would. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm curious about the the, the you know, the Joey McGuire tenure. I think it's going to be interesting. He's certainly, yeah. he's hitting the right buttons, but um, I, I, I think freeze would take Washington state. I think he would take any job at the P five level. 
Sure. I guess I, my answer here is yes, he's going to leave. I have no clue where it's going to be, too. All right. Next up, PJ Fleck. Um, kind of like Brom, where he was more hotly talked about a couple years ago, has fallen off a little bit and then came back a bit with a, a successful 2021 season. Um, has been mentioned with a lot of the higher tier Big Ten jobs, a little bit less so recently because a lot of them are filled. Um, he has ties a little bit of everywhere. It doesn't seem to sit in one specific place. Um I'm of the opinion that he will leave. I don't like freeze. I don't really know where it would be for yet at this point. I, I'm not, I've not had a great feel for where he's actually going to head. I could see him moving out to the pac 12. He's still young enough that I think he could justify that kind of move. I don't know what school would do that. Maybe like an Arizona state. I think he'd take that job. Um, but uh, I, I think he is going to leave. I don't think it's going to be for like a huge upgrade. I think it's probably going to just be a, a change of scenery. Yeah, he is an eventual Penn State candidate, I would say, if and when James Franklin fails there. Yeah. Uh, he did have some time at Rutgers in the past. He's mostly been a Midwest guy, but has some East Coast background too. Um, I don't know. He's so weird to me, like predict where he goes. I, I think that the problem with a lot of these Big Ten coaches, like you hit on with Jeff Rom, is that the money is so big, like they're paid so well because of how big the TV contracts are, that it's hard to see them taking anything other than like high, very high-level jobs, and a lot of them just aren't good enough to deserve that. Yeah. So they kind of get stuck at just these like average programs being average coaches for a long time. Uh, and I don't think he's an Notre Dame quality coach. I don't think he's a Michigan quality coach. I don't think he's a Penn state quality coach. Like, I don't know where you'd see him go to like maybe someone in the big 12 with pony up. I don't know. Like, I, I don't really see it. Like, yeah. Like, like after it's, like maybe after Gundy retires, Oklahoma state comes calling or something like that. Yeah. Like, why would you leave Minnesota for Oklahoma state? Like yeah. you're just probably like, I, I don't know. Like, there's not really an advantage there, right? With Oklahoma State not being in a better, being in a much worse conference fact at that point. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think? You, um, do you think that somebody like UCLA would come calling? Yeah, that could make sense. I, I, there's just a lot of places. Like, I guess my my problem is I, I maybe think about it too logically with the money sense. Yeah, but I don't see how he could get enough money to his other positions to leave Minnesota based on what he's making there. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm 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 he's now, making what over five million a year now, I think. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The pay in the Big Ten. It is really <laughs> that they have that the coaches are still so shitty and they have so much money. It's really it's crazy really ridiculous. Well, they just, just can't to, seem to hire any good assistants. That's their problem yeah. too, is like the head coaches I don't think are actually like I think on the whole, the Big Ten is the second best conference of head coaches in the country. Uh yeah, it's not but not terribly hard competition. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but the assistant pool is just so bad. These guys just suck at hiring assistants. That's their problem. Yeah. Because uh, for some reason, they're convinced that hiring like regional guys who grew up in the area when you need to leave the area to go get good talent all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, but a different point altogether, whatever. Man, I, I'm um, now, I, I'm obsessed now with the idea of uh, Fleck and Lincoln Riley in Los Angeles. <laughs> you have you have Lincoln Riley, <laughs> and then you have the exact same guy at the other school. They're, they're identical. They're the same coach. <laughs> Unreal. Oh, I, I don't know. Like, where could you see? I, I'm trying to like think, game out where he could eventually go uh, that would make any kind of sense for me. Well, I don't really have anything. Would Nebraska hire him? Uh, would he go to Nebraska? Like, would he leave a conference or a division rival to go to a school that's I, been so bad? I mean, I wouldn't, but I'm smart, uh, so I don't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he does have the kind of ego that may draw him to like. And also, I think he has. I don't know what you like who to compare this to, but like maybe a Sark thing where like he kind of burns out his reputation in his town over a few years. Like, he yeah. seems to be a bad guy for everyone says <laughs> uh, he is like a really hokey kind of dude who has the whole 
team, love shit that undermines himself immediately, constantly by just like really being terrible to his players. Yeah. So I don't know. Like maybe he just has to get out of town in a couple of years because he wears out his welcome and, and isn't winning enough. Yeah. Um, but if he wins like nine games every other year, he'll be at Minnesota for life. Yeah, I, I I'd be curious about like a uh, and, and I I I think my pick here is that he leaves, but it's a it's a relatively lateral move, something like an Oklahoma State, Arizona State, UCLA, maybe a West Virginia, um, something of that sort, where it's it's pretty. Well, much... WU is broken bad, no chance. They, they have their program is dead. Yeah, maybe even a pit, something of that sort. Um, I don't think it's going to be an upgrade, but I I do think that he probably gets a change of scenery here in the next couple of years. That would be my prediction. I I don't think he jumps up. Um. There's a lot of coaches on this list who I think we are sort of the thing we're bumping up against is that they are at their ceiling program and they're just not going to go a whole lot higher than this. Yeah, um, correct. Next uh, up, speak, all right, let's keep it rolling. Speaking of we coaches have, who are at speaking their of ceiling. a guy who hit his ceiling very, very quickly. <laughs> uh, Jeff Halfley, Boston College head coach, um, was mentioned ad nauseum in the 2020 coaching cycle as a, as a, a hot candidate for a lot of jobs was mentioned for the Notre Dame job this past off season. Um, uh, as pretty much if there's a Midwest job open, he's mentioned for it. He has ties all over the place. Uh, was what a pit assistant was at uh, Rutgers briefly was obviously at Ohio state coach for the 49ers. Um, hasn't really done anything at all with Boston college, pretty much doing just the exact same thing that Steve Adazio did. Um, I think somebody's going to hire Halfley, but I think it's going to be like Fleck where it's not really a significantly better job. It's just a different job. It's, it's pretty much just the same thing somewhere else. Uh, yeah. I mean, that seems like fair enough to me. I don't think I can argue with that. He, I mean, he's just like, but I don't even know. Is he like going to get hired anywhere? He doesn't win anything. Like I, I, he true. I, uh, the, the, with with Fleck, I was asking who who else UCLA would hire. This is who UCLA would hire. It would be Jeff Halfley because the the former Boston College athletic director Martin Jarman is now at UCLA, who hired Halfley at Boston College. It would be he's going to go to UCLA. That would be my my guess. Really quick, can I read you the full list of teams that Jeff Halfley has beaten that finished a season with more than six wins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that all of them? That's all of them, Patrick. <laughs> the, the, the only team that is at 500 or better they have ever beaten uh, is 2020 Pitt, who went 6-5 and five in the pandemic season. Well, at, uh, least, at least the quarter, the, the defensive backs that he's produced at Ohio State are doing really well in the NFL, right? Yeah, that's so true. Jeff Okuda and Sean Wade <laughs> and Damon Arnett, they're all doing really well professionally, right? And, of course, he's developed his quarterback so well, too. Yeah. Uh, that's That's been great for him. I mean, yeah, he, like... I don't know. They, they get reputation of having like a well-schemed defense or whatever, but like he can't figure out the offense. He's not hiring creative coaches, in my opinion. Uh, like, I mean, who's his OC this year? Who did, he brought in somebody, I think, bad for OC, right? Um, it was like a, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Was, was it like, a Frank Signetti or something? Yeah, it was like Frank Signetti. I think that's exactly who it was. It was. It was just some fucking. No, cat. sorry, it's John McNulty. Is that the name of the guy <laughs> from the fucking Wire? It's the Wire guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that's they awesome. brought in John McNulty to the OC, <laughs> who has. Oh, you want to know his previous OC experience really quick? What's that? Uh, he was the Rutgers OC in 2018 and 2019. Oh my God. Uh, those were two great offenses. Before that, he was also the Rutgers OC from 2006 to 2008. Uh, that's it. That's the whole list. That's all I've got. Oh, my God. Why does he keep doing that? He did this with the last hire, too. I think he did hire Signetti was his last guy and then Pitt just grabbed him right but Signetti was also a Rutgers guy what are we doing stop hiring Rutgers guys it's not a good program why are you doing this 
Yeah, just hiring for some reason the Chris Ash and Greg Shadow Mafia to come coach your team. It doesn't make any Christ. sense. Yeah, uh, so- John McDonald's like that one Irish guy they let in the Mafia, so they have connections to the Irish mob. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> he's a made man. <laughs> This is yeah. This is sad. Look, he's a bad coach. Obviously, he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, he was the tight ends coach at, at Notre Dame last year. Great. Uh, I know how highly you thought of how Mayer developed yeah. uh, last season. Yeah. Um, folks, he's yeah. He's, the the, uh, the there are two mayors from South Bend who I can't get enough of, folks. And you 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 know, just I love those guys. Do you, do you know what Boston College is scheduled this year? No. All right, home at Rutgers. That's probably a win, right? I think yeah. that they probably win that game. Yeah, well, right. um, yeah. yeah. Uh, they go at Virginia Tech. Win again. I think they win that game. Um, they get Maine at home. That's three and zero. Yeah. They go at Florida State. I think they will lose that game. Yeah, that seems fair. Three and one. They get Louisville at home. They will lose that game. Mm. That's three and two. They get Clemson at home. They will lose that game. That's three and three. But they're going to look really go- good doing it. They're going to lose to Clemson in an extremely dramatic fashion. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, did you know they have a rivalry trophy between them and Clemson? That's awesome. They're just making it. They have the, they have the O'Rourke McFadden trophy <laughs> created in 2008 by the Boston <laughs> College Gridiron Club. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, my God. <laughs> who knew? Uh, okay, anyway, then they go at Wake Forest. They are going to super lose that game, <laughs> yeah. which puts them at three and four. With a four-game losing Boston streak. College and Clemson get... are playing for the Sundown Town Crown. They're going to it. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, they get back-to-back wins at UConn at home against Duke. Then they close out the season at NC State at Notre Dame, home against Syracuse. Ugh. Best case scenario, six and six there. Yeah, and also worst case scenario, they're going to go six and six because that's that's yeah, they're just going six and six. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, congratulations to Jeff Halfley on the UCLA job next year. Well, he's never going to leave. Like, why would I mean, like, if can, he has to win something, justify being hired, right? Like, I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he does. He has a very strong PR machine. I don't think he does. I think he could just keep doing this. How long can being nice to the media keep you afloat if you don't win anything ever? Man, I mean, it's a good question. Eventually, someday we'll find the answer. (laughs) My uh, God. Yeah, quite some time. Uh, Next up here, Sean Lewis at Kent State. Somebody. I want to clarify my answer really quick here. I want to hold on. Let me before you get Sean Lewis. Yeah. Jeff Halfley is. I do not think he will get the next job. I think someone somewhere will come to their senses and look up and realize, hey, this guy sucks. This guy's a bad coach. Someone has to figure it out. I cannot be living this much of a simulation that everyone just pretends Jeff Halfley's good at coaching football. He's fucking bad. He can't win anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Uh, Sean Lewis at Kent State mentioned uh, also for every Big Ten job that comes open um, has built a a pretty good offense at Kent State, but has not yet been able to generate the same on defense. Um, I would guess that he is going to jump up to either like an AAC job or maybe a very low level new big 12 or big 10 job. Uh, I don't know when that's going to happen. I would guess it's in the next couple of years. Cause I don't think that Kent state's going to become bad anytime soon. I'm curious what they do without Dustin Crumb, but, um, that's my, uh, my guess for Sean Lewis. I think that he is going to leave. I don't think it's going to be for a great job. I think the next step up is probably sort of like the flex step up to, uh, to Minnesota from from western michigan i don't know if you can get a great job from the mac anymore i, I think you have to do a stepping stone at the p at the p5 level before you can keep moving at this point um and i don't think like wisconsin would take him yet yeah um although they seem to be getting disillusioned with paul chris pretty fast yeah. but 
Uh, don't they just hire Jim Letter if that's the case? Yes. Right? I mean, yes. He just comes back home. Yeah, I think that Sean uh, Lewis would need to be proven in the Big Ten for them to hire him over over Jim Leonard at this point. Yeah, I don't know. Sean Lewis could land like one of the low level Big Ten jobs. Like maybe if Jeff Brom goes somewhere else, he gets Purdue. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really see his path forward. It's just like the classic Mac to Big Ten to fail to OC pipeline. Uh, yeah that he'll follow too. Like he'll just get a big 10 job. It's not quite good enough to succeed at. He'll lose there. Then he'll go be an OC for somebody else. Then he'll never get back to relevancy again. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. All right. Next up, Bill Clark at UA, <laughs> at, at UAV. Um, he, I don't know if he's mentioned quite as often as he honestly probably should be given what he has done there, but I have seen his name come up uh, with, with regards to most recently like Auburn. Um, He's mentioned among sec circles before. Um, I am of the opinion that I, I don't think he's going to go to the sec. I don't think he has a whole lot of interest in that. I'm not sure that he sticks at UAB for the rest of his career. He sure seems to like it there as, as, as much as a coach can like a job, he sure seems to like that job. Um, but I don't think he goes to the SEC. I think if he takes a job, it's probably in the in the Big Twelve or the uh, the ACC. I don't think he's going north, but I, I I would guess right now that it's about fifty fifty. He stays at UAB or he goes and takes a uh, a mid tier Big Twelve or, or ACC job. I don't think he's going to the SEC. Yeah, fair enough. Um, did you know there's also another guy named Bo Clark, spelled the exact same way, who's a former New York City Police Department first grade detective, an award winning television writer and producer? Yes. Yeah. No, he wrote I, NYPD Blue, uh, my no. dad's favorite show. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's such a cool favorite show to have. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like Bo Clark a lot. I don't know. I think he's. I think he's a damn good coach. Mm-hmm. He's probably the wrong age, right? It's yeah. just a little bit he's, too old. Yeah, he's up there. Um, what is, he's got to be. What do you up, say? He, what is he? He's got to be upper fifties, right? 53 53 damn turns turns 54 next month so okay so i guess he's not, bill. not not the worst in the world I, I guess he could get a a bigger job i just don't know if he really wants one it seems like he's the kind of guy who's pretty pretty content where he is maybe this is where like missouri would come into play like we mentioned earlier but um i don't missouri, think missouri uh maybe i don't know like uh, wake forest if clawson leaves yeah. or nc state if doran leaves yeah I, uh, I don't think he wants a down in the dirt sec job just from what i've gathered about about him i don't think that he's i don't think he's into that sort of thing could he get georgia tech yeah that would make sense georgia tech that make a lot of georgia sense, tech right? is so strange what is what a what a weird program that's that's just one, a terrible athletic department overall yeah, really really bad i mean if they got him that I, I think he would fix a lot of their problems but I, I don't know how much they would let him they'd have to get out of the way if they if they want that to work which is asking a lot apparently um but yeah i that would that's actually that's a really good uh that's a good call i think that that would make a lot of sense maybe like a north carolina too yeah yeah fair enough okay um luke fickle since, yes, since he's going I don't think I need to give a ton of background on Luke Fickle. Um, you think he's you guys a, heard of Luke Fickle? You guys yeah, have heard you, of Luke Fickle, right? How many of y'all heard of Luke Fickle? Um, but uh, I, I don't think. Uh, so, so what? Why? Where do you think he's going? What, what do you think he's doing? Um, I mean, I don't know. He's eventually going to get something, right? Like someone will fuck up between uh, James Franklin, Marcus Freeman, and Ryan Day. They're not all three going to be ten-year lifers. And Luke Fickle is patient. <laughs> he will yeah. wait. He can keep winning in Cincinnati. Him and Dave Randick can trade conference titles and playoff appearances uh, and winning 10 games a year. And 
then he'll eventually get one of the jobs he wants. It seems like he's just willing to wait it out forever. Yeah. Salute to him on that front. Honestly, he is just yeah. incredibly patient. I don't think he'll jump for Wisconsin. He didn't jump for Michigan State. Uh, he won't jump for one of these lesser jobs. He wants what he wants, and I think he'll wait to get it. Yeah, nothing but respect to a Cincinnati King. He just likes it. He's just having a good time out there. Got, <laughs> no, I don't need to go anywhere. I like. He's got. I mean, the guy's got like nine fucking kids. I wouldn't want to move him across the country either. That sounds horrible. That's... Yeah, they all have mullets and are horrible little creatures. <laughs> uh, people don't talk enough about like Luke Fickle has this like great nice guy personality, and he is a great nice guy. Yeah, but he is also a true rascal. Yeah, he's well. a, he's a gremlin. Yeah, he was he was yeah. a, he was a he was a wrestling monster. That was like his like, his Luke thing. Fickle just just embarrassed guys, just took their souls in wrestling. Oh my and it's just still you can still see it like. I know you didn't really do a ton of like interaction with him. I think he kind of left before you started on the beat, right? Yeah, but like, yeah. he had just had a mischievous look in his eyes all yeah. the time. Well, too. he was like a hundred and eight and eighty nine and zero in in Ohio high school wrestling, right? Like this this is the this is the the personality of a man who has never actually been beaten one on one. No one has ever beaten this guy like in a in a physical con, you know contest, right? And right. so he's got yeah. that streak. All American pro athlete undefeated high school wrestler four times state champion yeah like nine kids yeah he, he walks around yeah <laughs> balls the size of a fucking uh bowling ball like this guy just walks around believing no one in alive can ever kick his ass and he's yeah he's pretty he's, close to being right yeah, i don't know who's going to right especially in in his position in his uh his his uh career path i don't know who's going to kick his ass he's still young enough that i think yeah. he could take a lot of his players i don't think it's a big problem for him I, I heard Ryan Day had him on call this week in case Kirk Martin showed up at the Ohio yeah. State football Yeah, game. he was doing security. <laughs> Just for fun. Wanted to, wanted to challenge himself, him and, him and Kirk. He's like, Martin. yeah, let me, let me go get my high school boys from DeSales. We'll be there in a couple hours. <laughs> I'll get the rowdy boys. We'll go around. <laughs> he picks them up in a big truck. They're just eating sloppy uh, steaks and hot dogs in the, in the back of the truck. The oh, my God. State. Luke Fickle rolling up to Ohio State's practice to run security in a, in a Jeep with, like, cut-off shorts and a shirt that he's ripped to hell. Yeah. God, he yeah. brings a towel. He's, like, snappy at the quarterback who's going to throw for some reason. Yeah, he's got his own towel. He's chased around out there in a locker room. Yeah. Yeah, he's bringing his own towel, of course. He's got he's got a whole bag of them. Oh, man. Yeah. God, yeah, he rocks. I love Luke Fickle. He's so cool, man. <laughs> he oh rocks, dude. God. Like, I really will be heartbroken if he doesn't become a head coach at Ohio State one day. Yeah. That's, it just seems inevitable, right? Like, that, like, the only man between him and the Ohio State coaching job is not Ryan Day, because Luke Fickle will outweigh Ryan Day. Yeah. The only man between him and Ohio State is Brian Hartline. Yeah, I guess. I, I um, yeah, I, that that's yeah, that that makes sense. I think that um, man, I I, I like to. He think, would leave Notre Dame for Ohio State. Yeah, I like to think that uh, Ohio State would not hire a wide receivers coach over a coach who took the G five team to the playoff, but. Yeah, it would, certainly be, it would certainly be very funny. It would be a very funny thing to do. It would be on brand for Ohio State to do that. Um, the problem, the problem with Ohio State is that their their propaganda machine is strong enough that like all of the media members just agree with all of their internal decision making. Yeah, which course. then becomes a self reinforcing mechanism where like they like then they read the media guys like oh look they think the same thing independently too. Yeah, forgetting they just convince them of that. <laughs> Uh, and then <laughs> they just agrees. like get their outside reinforcement, inside reinforcement, and they just do the thing they want to do anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem is they don't like new ideas. Yeah. Uh, Ohio state is unfortunately, we talked about the fact they need like a hardcore Republican freak to run uh, the program. And that's true. Yeah. Uh, but they are just like the democratic party machine of college football. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, th- I, I'm a little bit more 
conservative on on Fickle's job prospects or I guess where he's going to end up than you are. Um, I think there's one job in college football that he would take, and I think it's Ohio State. I think he will take it eventually. Um, I also think Ryan Day's going to be probably fired at some point because he's not a very good football coach, but um, that will bear out here in the next couple of years. Uh, I, but I, I don't think he's taking Notre Dame. I don't think he'd take Penn State. I, I think he has one job that he's interested in. It's Ohio State, and I, I, he's content going to the playoff with Cincinnati until then. Um, why wouldn't you be? Pretty pretty good gig if you can get it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, on to our next one, another, another G5 king. Yeah, another guy who we love and would really like to see uh, wrestling all of his assistant coaches and also many of the coaches that he faces off against. Kalani Satake, uh, BYU head coach, guy who was also included in a lot of the searches this offseason, was mentioned at Oregon, at Washington, at USC. A lot of the Pac-12 jobs that opened up didn't take any of them. Seems like, seems like he actively turned down a couple, like Oregon specifically. Um, yeah, he was really mean to them, too. Yeah, he was like not... <laughs> Not even kind of interested in it. He like um, fucked their girlfriends, and I really yeah. did not think it was necessary. Yeah, it's kind of rude. Um, but he is also like Luke Fickle, headed to the Big Twelve, and I am of the same opinion on him that I am on Fickle. I I don't think he's going to leave. I I think he's I think he's pretty comfortable where he is. I think that the Big Twelve is going to be kind of a haven for coaches like this. Um, I I mean, God, if U.S. like it's it's the same thing as what we were talking about with Aranda, right? If USC and Oregon and Washington didn't sway him, what will? What job is he going to take? Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to imagine. I, I guess the question is like USC, maybe, right? Yeah, um, I guess that's that's it. That's pretty. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Does he want like Alabama one day? Like, is he the guy who thinks he can? Does he have the confidence to think he can be Nick Saban? Uh, does he want like so. one of the? I it has to be, it's a blue blood, right? The answer is like yeah. the only other option is a blue blood. Whether no matter where it's at, like whether it's Notre Dame or Oklahoma or uh, USC or Alabama or somewhere, like that's the only he would come calling. He would come answer. Yeah. Well, and I mean, think about like BYU successful BYU coaches of the last however many years, right? Um, Bronco left, but he was there for more than a decade, and he left not because of a better job or anything. He just wanted a change of scenery. But Lavelle Edwards spent pretty much his entire career there. Um, uh, Satake seems to be interested in that sort of thing. He is, you know, a longtime BYU guy and and has, I mean, he's Mormon. He's right. He's Mormon, right? That sounds right. Um, he's, you know, I'll, I'll Google it. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a program that fits him really well. And well, you have a list of those guys too in your basement of Mormon guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my basement in this apartment that I live in. But um, yeah, I, I think that I think that this is one of those jobs. Like we don't talk about it like this because it's not a blue blood. But this is one of those really unique jobs in college football where I just I don't think coaches are going to leave this job very often. I think that if you are the head coach at BYU and you're successful. Um, there's a reason that you were hired that's that's very specific to BYU that will also then yeah. largely keep you at BYU. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, really quick, he is Mormon. Uh, he did do a mission uh, in uh, Oakland, California. Hmm. Uh, also, he is an English major. Who do you, th- who do you think go. his favorite author is? Who do you think uh, oh, God, I need to favorite know. Literary, oh, my God. Uh, literary fiction is? I might, when I go to, uh, I'm going to go cover Utah State at BYU, I might have to ask him that. <laughs> I'm curious. I need to know. Oh, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Do you, do you have any, do you have any differing opinion on that? Um, I guess I'll follow up on the same one. I mean, I forget who said this for earlier, but like if the right blue blood comes 
calling at the right time. Yes, he'll leave. If not, nah, I think he's, I think he's pretty much put, staying put. Yeah. yeah. All right, next up, Mark Stoops. We've talked about a lot already uh, in, in indirectly. Now we were talking about him directly. Um, has built quite the program at Kentucky. We love Mark Stoops. We love what he has done there. Uh, he has been mentioned. He was mentioned for Florida State a couple years ago. Um, what he coached at Florida State, right? He was a he was a Bowden. That's guy. right. He was yeah. an assistant there. I'll pull up his full resume yeah. really quick. Um, but um, he was he was mentioned for quite a few jobs this offseason. Did not take any of them, obviously. Um, I've said on the show before. I think he's going to be the next head coach at Iowa, just because it it he has been pretty open about wanting to go to Iowa. He's been pretty. That's where he started. It seems like he really likes Iowa and would really want to take that job. But I uh, didn't see him take serious interest in like Oklahoma. Didn't see him take a ton of interest in Notre Dame or jobs like that. I think that uh, as strange as it is, because those are better programs than, than Iowa is, I think he's just waiting on Iowa. I think he's waiting for Ferentz to retire, and then I think he's going to go to Iowa. I think Iowa would make sense. I do wonder, though, if he would like sniff around – a Midwestern job where he could kind of keep his staff intact. Yeah. Like if he could get Michigan or Penn State um, or Notre Dame, he's yeah. a Catholic. Yeah. Um, that would interest me. I don't know, but I don't think he, you know, he's 54 years old, right? Like he's probably only has one more job left in him. Yeah. Um, and Iowa has to be in the right conditions too, I think, for him to take that. Yeah. Uh, he has a really good thing going at Kentucky. You know, he's won, uh, he's won eight games or more three the last four years. They will never fire him. He's making almost $7 million a year right now. Yeah. Uh, he has his stay. He just has his whole setup going perfectly. Like yeah. he doesn't need to change about it. It's a good career for him. I don't, I don't think he needs to mess around at all right now. Yeah. He's, he's the one who has like the best contract in college football, which is where he gets an automatic extension every time he wins seven games or whatever it is. So he just yeah, keeps that's, getting that's extensions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that it's another one where if the right job comes open, he'll take it. And I think that Iowa would be one where if Kirk Ferentz leaves it in good condition, which I don't have any reason to think he won't at this point, um, I think that Stoops would take it pretty pretty quickly. Um, but other than that, you know, maybe a couple of, blue, of the blue bloods, but I don't think he's going anywhere else. I don't think he's taking a second-tier job, really. It's, okay, it's probably here, here's my, here's my pitch to you, just a hypothetical here. Okay. You're Mark Stoops. You're offered Iowa. Uh, it's Iowa coming out their best recruiting class ever. Uh, Ferris is in great condition for you. Yeah. You're getting $8 million per year. Um, it's a guaranteed 10-year deal. They have to pay you you know, $40 million, whatever it is, to fire you. But Kirk says, if you want the job, you have to keep my son as your OC. <laughs> <laughs> for at least the next three seasons. What do you do? He Snyder's him. Um, oh, man. I mean, what's stopping you from just firing him once you once you take over as the head coach? Uh, Kirk Ferentz has mob connections. He will send you the black hand yeah, over it's, it's not like uh, he's the athletic director. Um, <laughs> he just has shooters. Yeah, yeah, he just has shooters. Yeah, <laughs> Kirk Ferentz pulling up on the ops. Um, oh man, now I'm just thinking about about drill Kirk Ferentz. That's good. That's good to think about. Um, man, Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's riding out with Crystal Hill. Yeah, I mean, is that is that significantly worse than what he was doing before this last offensive coordinator hire? Right, like he was still winning games with the shittiest offense in the world. I, I don't know if that would be the end of the world. Yeah, but he's not, he's not going back to that. He's Mark Stoops never broke again. If he's yeah. not. He's not going. <laughs> <laughs> he's NBA Stoops boy. He's not. He's not going back to what that was before. 
Yeah, um, I think he'd probably still take it. That's that's a that's a that's a gig that he certainly seems to have a lot of interest in. No, um, but would you take it? Oh well, no. But I'm also I wouldn't take the Iowa job at all. I don't want that job. I'm good for eight million dollars a year. Yeah, I'm good. If I'm the head coach at Kentucky and I have the deal he has, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm fine. I don't have the connection to, to Iowa that he. What has if you job. and your current job are offered the Iowa job with the same conditions? <laughs> Well, then at that point, yes, I would take it because that's guaranteed money and it doesn't matter if I fail. I don't care. What if you're only offered $1 million a year? Oh, my God. That's still so much money, dude. I haven't seen a million dollars in my entire life and I never will. That's so much money. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, okay. Let's move on to Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Um, easy. Just have the easiest answer to the list, right? Yeah. Lane's leaving. He's leaving yes. the next year or two. Yes. yes he's 100% Lane, gone. Lane so badly wants to leave. Lane will take yeah. any job that you offer him. Like, like just, just get him out of there. He doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. It's not even he doesn't want to be there. I think he likes Ole Miss. It's just like he's the most nakedly ambitious guy in college football and has been for forever. So then like, I, I have I have almost a more interesting question than with Lane. Does Lane have a forever home? Is there a place where you think Lane would settle down and not keep fucking jumping to higher and higher you know schools is there a place uh like the oakland raiders <laughs> i guess but like like if he was to for whatever reason somehow land at usc again right like that kind of thing do you think he would stay or do you think he would just keep jumping to new schools every couple of years i don't think he uh i don't think he really cares that much about <laughs> like tradition or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I, or like kind of like loyalty to any one program. I think, I think he just wants to be lane. Like he just wants to spread the gospel of lane everywhere it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. USC would be cool. Cause I think he'd win there a lot. Right. But I think Lincoln Riley win there a lot too. Like unless Lincoln Riley goes to the NFL, he's probably just going to hang around. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. What's the funniest job Lane could get in the next couple of years. Alabama. It's Alabama. I don't think Alabama is the funniest. I, I don't think it's. it's the I think it's one. very funny. Uh, I don't know if it's the funniest, but it's very funny. Lane Kiffin going to Michigan and just being like <laughs> funny Ryan Day for their <laughs> offense would be very amusing to me. <laughs> the Big Ten in general would be such a funny place to put him. Yeah, just doesn't. It doesn't I want make Lane Kiffin in the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Jumping from Jim Harbaugh to Lane, just like. <laughs> From, he like, just takes the Minnesota job for some reason. Uh, he just like loves Prince, so he's going to uh, Minnesota. Oh man, um, there were some really good, some really funny. Ones. Oklahoma would be really funny because they would fucking hate him. They would be so mad about that. They would be so fucking mad about that. Ohio State would hate him too for the same reason, right? Like the the lack. Yeah, of, he couldn't go to a place. Ohio State is like just too serious. Yeah, the lack of decorum, right? Everybody would be so mad about his lack of decorum. <laughs> You're not doing it the right way. Yeah, he's not doing it the right way. He's being a he's being a prick about it. I don't I don't like this at all. Like anywhere in the Midwest, he would just he would get screamed out of town by a bunch of people who don't like how he's doing it. Um, yeah, I, I think that one of those is probably the answer. A, a school that has like a rich tradition that they don't want to be sullied through the mud, right? Like Lane Kiffin would be having Ohio State wearing all pink jerseys for October or something like the entire month of October. People would kill him. He would be he would be chased out of town. He rocks, dude. Yeah. I love him so much. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, really, a, but I guess I guess to go back, I don't think he I, I he couldn't go back to uh, Tennessee or USC. I don't think it would ever happen. They just no. could not live God, their lives it, that it way. Also, would be very um, cool though. Very very funny if one of those schools didn't bring him back. Sure, <laughs> he's good now. Lane is the perfect Florida State coach. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah that is ideal. I I I, I could see that happening. I don't think Mike Norvell is going to work out there, so I could I could see that happening. Um, yeah, 
He's, he will leave, though. Lane Kiffin will leave, I think, pretty pretty solidly. Um, next up, G5, Lane Kiffin. We have Jamie Chadwell. Um, Coastal Carolina has, has been sort of marked as an option guy, kind of tried to get away from that in 2021, still has a lot of it in his offense, um, was mentioned for some of the lower-tier ACC jobs, was a reportedly a candidate at South Carolina a couple years ago when they hired Shane Beamer. Um, what do you think, Jamie Chadwell? I, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that he will get a P5 job, but it's going to be one of those unique ones, like a Wake Forest, like a, uh, one of the, the new Big 12 schools, something like that, where it's, it's, you know, it's a good job. It's a P5 job, but it's a job where the, the, you know, national championships are not the expectation and that you can do, you can do things sort of unique and, and fun without too much pressure on you. Yeah, um, like you said, he needs to find the, the right place, right? Like, I, th- I think, I guess the problem with him is, like, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a fun coach. But how many schools that are, like, worthy of – I guess that his resume would fit him going to want to do what he's doing. Like, I, I think he's a logical, like, succeed or successor to someone like Dave Clawson at Wake Forest whenever he chooses to move on. Yeah. Um, but how many other schools that are worth going to are willing to run Chadwell's offense with him? I don't know. It's not a long list, right? It's yeah. like not many schools are kind of open to that idea, I think. Yeah, I mean, two um, schools that I don't think are open to it, but that should be because it would work. Uh, I've said before, Nebraska, he would be a very good coach at Nebraska. Um, but the other one we just talked about, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech should hire Jamie Chadwell. He would do really well there. But I don't think they're ready to give up on being a non-option school yet. No, they're I not. I think they want to they, try one more time. But they, they should be. <laughs> they should be done with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not just, not well, work, I think it was but... a, they made a bad hire. I actually yeah. think Georgia Tech could work as a regular offense school, but they just get a terrible hire. Um, yeah. Hiring Jeff Collins to be your Atlanta recruiter is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, hired, obviously it's ridiculous. You, hired, but... you, you, you went out and you hired one of the fucking full cast guys to be your Atlanta recruiter. Awesome, dude. Yeah, he sure <laughs> he knows a lot about Atlanta and he doesn't just post about it all the time. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta <laughs> is when uh, black people listen to music in cars. Uh, that's what <laughs> that Atlanta's was Jeff like. Collins' that's, entire That's pitch. the average forecast. It's like been to Atlanta twice. <laughs> Damn, this is awesome. Oh man. By the way, uh speaking of guys in that in that neck of the woods, uh-huh. I'm glad you decided to become uh the second worst uh fake <laughs> Pittsburgh uh native uh based on your new profile picture in college football media. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the first worst of course is you. That's the No, <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. No. I was only wearing that the 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 pirate hat because I thought that the P stood for Patrick. I don't I didn't I didn't know about the Pittsburgh Pirates. I've never heard of them. Until I'm pushing today. Patrick. Yeah, I'm, I'm pushing, pushing Patrick. Patrick, yeah. Um but uh Jimmy Chad, well, I don't know, like Mississippi State should be doing that shit, I guess, eventually after Leach yeah. fails. Yeah. Uh what about like Virginia? They they take Chadwell eventually? I mean, they're gonna be in the search for a new coach in two years, so I guess. You might the well. school that really should hire him and actually would work with him there, considering how many schools in like their region of recruiting run this, is uh, West Virginia. Yeah, like God. West Virginia oh, lives on essentially Ohio, Pennsylvania, W, Georgia, and Florida. Yeah, and you can definitely find enough talent to run the triple in those states. Oh my God, that easily. would be so good. Oh man, they used to run the triple too. Like in the in the late '80s, they didn't. It worked really well. Man. Shabwell should be their next guy. Like that, honestly, should be their hire. But I don't a, think again. I don't think they're at that too. mindset yet where they want to do that. Uh, he would be absolutely perfect there. Oh man, now I'm mad about that. I hadn't thought about that before. Um, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Because I, I know more. It's because I know more ball than you, man. That especially because I was trying to figure out how do we get him in the Big Twelve, right? Where we have all these fun offenses, these these unique programs. That would be the that's fucking perfect. Yeah, 
That would make for the perfect conference. We just need one more thing there to make the the new Big Twelve absolutely perfect, and it would be Jamie Chadwell at West Virginia. They should really do it. Like no joke. Damn. I'm. I. Yeah. Man, that sucks that that's not what they're gonna do because that would be so fucking cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. All right. We're like 19 hours this podcast. We gotta wrap this up. Yeah. We, gotta, we gotta hit the last few hard. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get out of here. So I think we've covered the option stuff. I had three more option guys on here. Just the 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 academy coaches. Um. I, I don't know that there's yeah. a P5 program really looking to do that at this point. Um. Former college football head coaches here. A couple guys that I think are just worth mentioning. Um, some of these are just going to be quick no's, but uh, there are a couple who I think are kind of interesting. We've talked about before this first one, Urban Meyer. Uh, do you he's think, done. Do you think he's done? I think he's done. I think he might do some sort of like not formally recognized general manager kind of shit where he gets to hire coaches, which is really the thing he likes to do, which is hire his friends, right? But which I is funny because he would be the worst guy in the world. At that. Yeah, he's the worst fucking person on earth to have hire your coaches. Um, but I think that he might find a sweetheart deal doing that, but I, I don't think he's going to be a coach again. Like every other like uh, rich white guy from Ohio, for some reason he thinks he's in the mafia for, despite having like no uh-huh. connections to anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and just wants to like be the mob boss and, and you know, make deals. And, and give his friends pats in the back and make their friendship work out for money and he'll fail he's well, really bad at it but someone should hire him to do that like in the canadian football league okay what is here what is more likely than urban meyer coaching in college football again or urban meyer running for the the uh federal you know government in within the state of Ohio? yeah i think he will probably run for government at a certain yeah. point i think that's definitely next for him okay uh bob stoops i think is a is a clean no i don't think he wants to come he's a clean now he's done yeah. yeah uh art briles do you think anybody hires art briles I don't think any FBS school can ever hire him as head coach again. Yeah, I think somebody will eventually hire him. We we every year it seems like we get closer to somebody hiring him. Um, but I yeah I would agree it's not going to be an FBS school. It's it's probably going to be a uh, like a private D two or, or FCS school that does yeah that. some religious school yeah. Um, Chris Peterson, I think, is also done. I don't think he has any. He's done. Yeah, yeah. He, genuine weirdo doesn't want to coach anymore. Yeah, uh, Matt Rule, currently of the Panthers, uh, about to be fired. Um, mentioned him earlier with Penn State. I would guess he does come back. I, w- I would guess that he is headed somewhere within college football. He definitely will keep coaching. The only question is, like, does he want to try to be an NFL assistant? Like a lot of guys get to edit taste the NFL and don't want to come back. Yeah. Uh, that's just the question for me is, does he want to be back in the NFL or does he want to work his way up through like coordinator positions or does he want to uh, try to be a head coach getting college? And I don't know the answer because I don't yeah. think he'll get a good job right now in college if he comes back. I think he'd get an okay job. He left on pretty good terms in, in college football. Oh, he left great. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, it would it's, depend on the job that's open. Maybe he does TV for a couple of years and then jumps at Penn State if it opens. That could be that could be it. Yeah, because I, I don't think he's going to take anything below like a uh, maybe not Penn State level, but pretty close to that that tier. I don't think he would want to start back over. Um, yeah, but I, I think he will come back. Bill O'Brien currently the uh, is he still the offensive coordinator at Alabama? Uh, no, isn't he the head coach right now somewhere? He's the head. Uh, no, no, no. You're right. He's he's the OC. I thought okay. he like was. Well, that would Never be mind. that would be bad for the sake of this game. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, currently. The... I, I thought. I, never mind. He was the interim GM for and uh, whatever. Forget about it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, he's, he's Alabama. Uh, no, come on, no. Man, he was mentioned for a lot of jobs this off. People can't keep falling for it. I think he wants another job, though. I don't. I'm not saying that he should get one. This. Is, I'm not judging it on the merits. I don't think he should. But I 
think he might. I think he might get one. I think that uh, that there's still a lot of interest at the P5 level, especially in the SEC, in hiring Saban assistants. And, and he's, of the Saban assistants, he is one of the more proven ones as a head coach, one of the only proven ones as a head coach. Um, yeah, I th- career 500 coach, but yeah. yeah. I mean, the rest of them aren't head coaches before they are hired. <laughs> <laughs> he has that yeah. going for him. Um, I don't know. Someone He should be the next like Rutgers head coach. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, our boy, our, our our show mascot, as I mentioned, the best coach on this list, Tom Herman. Do you think Tom Herman comes Look, back to college football? The prodigal son. The only the only limits he has is his, is his own aspirations. Yeah. What do you think about Tom Herman Kane? Hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, now, Tom Herman Kane, I can get into. Uh, <laughs> have you seen a video of? Uh, you know what I'm referring to, right? The Tane video with uh, with Paul yeah. Rudd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Tim Heidegger just riffs that line out live. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen Tim Heidegger do it, but I have seen. I, it, I'm it's aware like a, of Tane. It's a behind the scenes video of that sketch being made. And uh, now Tane, I can get into. It's yeah. just something that Heidegger riffs out off the top of his head. <laughs> uh, perfect line. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have seen that. That 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 circulated pretty recently, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. that's what a great fucking God. just comedic mind. Yeah, that rocks. Anyway, um, yeah, Tom Herman I could get into. I I would guess does make his return to his his triumphant return to college football here at some point. He, he it is crazy. Like I, I know he is probably actually an asshole. Yeah. Uh, from what I can tell, and he definitely did handle his exit well, but like I mean, he's had really good results <laughs> where he's gone. He had his worst season is going seven and three before being fired at Texas. Uh like he won all four bowl games in Texas. He's never lost a bowl game in his career. Yeah. He has two seasons of 10 or more wins, uh, two top 10 finishes, two other ranked finishes, uh, two other seasons of eight or more wins. Like he's been a, he's a 54 and 22 all time, uh, head coach record. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's 46. I, I, he's four. Yeah. 40. Yeah. 46 years old. Uh, and because like, you know, uh, Will, what's his name? Zach Smith said he's a bad guy. Yeah. Like that we can't hire anymore. What are we talking about? Will Smith said he's a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, and then (laughs) you you look within, even within those seasons, right? Like that uh, Houston team finished the the 2015, the really good Houston team finished the 2015 season 13 and one with uh, four ranked wins in five games to end that year. They beat Memphis, Navy, Temple, and then Florida State to end the season. Um, That was his whole thing was that he won the big games, right? But like, that's a pretty good thing to have is that you win big games, beat number 17 TCU, number 22 USC back-to-back in, in 2018, then beat number 7 Oklahoma, beat number 18 Iowa State, and number 6 Georgia, right? Like, if you're going to have a thing that you do, which is that you have letdowns sometimes for lesser games, but you beat ranked opponents, um, that's pretty good as your thing, right? Yeah, it, guess what? He's like a, a very rich man's Matt Campbell. Yeah, like uh, number 16, Kansas State, number 11, Utah in 2019. I almost beat the the juggernaut LSU team in week two. It was like a bizarre Joe Burrow throw away from winning that game. I, I just, it's it's very strange. <laughs> It's very strange. He basically turns Sam Ellinger like into an all-American quarterback. Yeah, number six Oklahoma State in twenty twenty. Like it just keeps going where they they won these games consistently. They were they were let alone the Houston era. Yeah, right? over, let alone overachieving. Houston. Beat number five Louisville in twenty sixteen. That would have been the Lamar the Lamar team. I mean, beat the shit out of them. Really, really throttled them. And then also in the the season opener that year, beat Oklahoma, uh, number three Oklahoma yeah. at the time. Like I I just. 
He's a top know, 10 Florida State in a bowl game. Yeah, like he, yeah, he seems like an asshole. He has let down games when he probably shouldn't. Um, he has been probably the most successful modern Texas coach <laughs> since. Besides I mean, Mac, yeah. Yeah, besides Mac, who had like one really good year and outside of that was kind of just fine, was kind of doing the exact same thing. Um, uh, and they hired him because Urban Meyer wanted them to. Fired yeah. him because Urban Meyer wanted them to, right? That's yeah. like the word. Is I, that, uh, Ur- Ur- Urban Meyer said a condition for him to even consider the Texas job was to fire Herman first, yeah. is the rumor, God, uh, which asshole. is crazy if that's actually what Texas did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a terrible program that deserves everything they get. It's the most boring program in college football. I don't care to hear about them anymore. Yeah. Tennessee is way more interesting. At least Tennessee has some fun offenses every now and then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least Texas t- is going to suck again. It's it's like, uh, yeah, Tennessee at least has a soul. Like they, they believe in the stupid shit that they're doing, right? Texas doesn't, it doesn't even believe in this shit. It's not that Texas has no, no feelings towards any of the shit that it's doing. It is just doing it to do it, right? There's no soul yeah. there. You know who should really hire? Sorry, I cut you off. But you know who should really hire Tom Herman is fucking Louisville. Yeah, man. Yeah, that would be fun. Could you imagine Louisville with Tom Herman, West Virginia with Jamie Chadwell? The world that we have created is so blessed. It's so that good. would be so cool, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> Tom Herman and Mark Stoops going at it every year. Let's go. We need to actually develop a kind of AD consultancy firm. We just give ADs advice on how to do smart things. Yeah, man. That yeah, our our world of college football is so much better than the actual world of college football. Um, if you like our world of college football, you should tell a friend about it. Uh, the the I don't need to tell you the fucking name of the show. You know the name of the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Field Flipping. Ryan's at B1G underscore Ryan. I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. Um, leave a five star review of the show. Again, tell a friend. Please please report Patrick's new profile picture for sensitive content. Do yeah. not let him get away with that. Yeah. Um, you uh yeah tell a friend if you like the show it it does help um send in i've I've mentioned before but send in your questions if you have questions you want us to answer on the show we're just going to work them into the flow of the show no more big q a episodes we might do one before the season but we'll see um yeah but just send those when's our next conference preview by the way um yeah pretty soon i I've, i've just started the mountain west i'm working my way through it but it'll be mountain west up next um i suppose we could start doing p5 conferences here at some point too um, yeah, I can start prepping on that. Yeah, we can uh, we can do maybe running back tears next week. I think it's the last kind of running back tears. We maybe get into a little bit. Yeah, uh, they're all bad. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, they're all. We're just going to denigrate the position of the entire episode. Yeah, that's always um, fun. People love. Also, big news that. for us this week. I think you forgot to announce. Yeah, uh, we have reached our one billionth listener. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, we finally have one billion Americans, and they're all listening to this <laughs> podcast. That's right. Yeah, and we're very That's proud of that. That's right. Um, I do also, real quick, just just at the end, I, I probably should promote this. Uh, I have a new website that I'm doing called The Ag Ship. It's, uh, you can find it on Twitter. Not familiar. Uh, you can find it on Twitter at The Ag Ship. Um, it is fully credentialed uh, Utah State sports coverage, football, men's basketball, women's basketball. Um, I am going to be going to and covering those games like any beat reporter would. It's it's $6 a month for the, the standard premium tier and then 10 for the film study tier. Um, there's also a free tier, but that's, uh, for losers. Um, but yeah, you can, you can find that on Twitter at the ag ship. I've been tweeting about it all day. So if you want to, uh, want to subscribe, you can just go to my Twitter as well. There's, uh, all sorts of links for a first month for free. If you want to just try it out, um, I would appreciate it. It helps me pay my, uh, my bills, which is helpful. Um, I think that's all we have. Ryan, do we have anything else? Nope. That is, um, that is everything on my end, Patrick. I'm just making a quick little McDonald's uh, 
Photoshop uh, from the <laughs> stupid fucking tweet I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>